You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. We know life is precious and your time is valuable. So thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, the Chompcast gives you double life experience points. Every show is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com. And of course, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, every major podcast outlet. You know, subscribe, give us a kind five-star rating. And if you go to our website, SwordChomp.com, make sure you check out all of our written reviews, uh, our merchandise page, uh, a link to all of our different podcasts, Patreon, you name it, which is, by the way, Patreon.com slash SwordChomp, if you are feeling frisky, as I always say. Um, we have a, a really fun show today. For the topic of the show, as you know, the end of the year draws near closer and closer <laughs> to cyberpunk so 2077 and 2021 our personal game of the year shows most anticipated games and all that stuff are in kind of a weird uh, state of mind here at the Chomcast. um we wanted to take some time to discuss those games we are passionate about that perhaps you haven't played or better yet maybe you haven't even heard of it reminds me of Two of my favorite rom-com tropes. Uh, And by favorite, I mean, I really despise them with every ounce of my being. Um, That first rom-com trope would be love hiding in plain sight. You know, falling for your best friend is something I guess that can happen frequently enough in the real world. However, in the world of rom-coms, you know, it's, it's impossible to realize (laughs) what a great romantic match you are with someone else until you've dated a bunch of losers who make you appreciate the good thing that you had all along. The love of your life was hiding right there. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Or you are the loser and you just have to keep dating down until you find someone who is at the same loser level as you are. That's too real, Shay. That's too real. Okay. What the fuck, Shay? I told you about that incompetence. Oh, wow. I know we were both talking about our memoir. It's okay, Rich. Our co-written memoir. You'll hit bottom we soon enough. On, but yeah, you know, we're just it's uh, worth outing yourself for the joke. It's, well, it's nice not, to know that it can get that. worse we're, we're from here. We're doing some preeminent <laughs> advertising. Like when uh, we release our co-memoir, it's going to be a big hit. We're just leaking out little pieces of information here and there. Leaking, I love it. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. I check it Thanks, out. Thanks, Donald Trump. The love of your life was. Uh, You'd be legally <laughs> obligated uh, to. It's in your contract. Is it? Oh, are you making my contract stipulations now? What has happened in this past year? This is this is quite a topsy turvy. Hey, you put me in charge of it. It was in my contract. I don't get to say. <laughs> oh, ah, foiled myself. I don't get to say topsy turvy very much. So I'm glad that I had an opportunity to today to say. That's a weird thing to say. Huh, topsy-turvy world, Rich, what can I say? Um, no, not <clears throat> topsy-turvy. I mean, it's weird to say that you're glad you got to say topsy-turvy. I know, I know. I was acknowledging. I was acknowledging your truth. Um, like, <laughs> like, me- like many of the games we will discuss today, perhaps hiding in plain sight on your Steam page or the PlayStation Store. Uh, Maybe you've glanced past these a hundred times on Game Pass. Um, Josh is here to tell you all the games that I love are the losers you've been dating, and all the great games he's playing are hiding in plain sight right in front of you. Or, or, 
perhaps it's not that obvious. See, there's another romantic comedy trope, the over-the-top romantic gestures. It's, you know, the reason yeah. huge engagement rings yeah. and last-minute trips to Paris were invented. However, in rom-coms, you hardly need to know someone to win them over for the profession of your love. Just ask, you know, Heath Ledger from <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You. You will hear from our listeners today a professing their love for games. Of yeah, perhaps- I'll be sure to call Heath Ledger, you insensitive fuck. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I guess you can't really ask. Uh, that's pretty dark. I didn't even realize that. Shout out to Heath Ledger. Uh, we love your work. Ju- just, ask, just ask Heath Ledger. As, yeah, that's, that is pretty dark. Now I feel you terrible. Pay, you have so Oof. many other options you had, and you went with a dead man. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, really, that's how it works. Usually if I have multiple options, I'll go for the dead man because they can't defend themselves. Just like so. dating. That's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you what? Do it. <laughs> it's rare we get to do that sort of joke. <laughs> rare indeed. Hey, while we're on grand romantic gestures, any of you guys ever get creeped out by those holiday time car commercials where the husband brings his wife outside and he's got the yeah. bow on the car and he's like, "Honey, I Merry Christmas. I made a huge financial decision without consulting you." Yeah. yeah. Those are You would have like those have to be written directed by the CEO, right? Because there's no way yeah, anyone no, else by would someone look at them who, and get. Right? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's literally it's that Lucille Bluth meme of like it's one banana, Michael. How much could it be? Ten dollars? Like exactly. How out of touch could you possibly be to think anyone gives a car for Christmas? Like that's yeah. No. No. What, what that, you're doing there is giving insane. a divorce. You're giving yeah. a divorce. I mean, for buying a car some sort without of, permission. Good it, thing you it, got that second job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be in some sort of like tier of of wealth. That would just be insane to be able to drop a car. Or buying a car is the same sort of sweet gesture that I get for buying flowers. You know what I mean? You have to Which is why it's crazy that the CEO of Toyota would make a commercial targeted at himself. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Oh, you guys really threw me off there. I'm so sorry. R.I.P. Heath Ledger. I apologize. Um, You will hear from our listeners today professing their love for games maybe you haven't even heard of. Professing their love, if you will, as we take feedback directly from the Sword Chomp Instagram page. We have a ton of amazing comments to read. We'll grill Josh on his brand new PlayStation 5. Morgan expresses, or professes, I should say, in the theme of the show, his strange love for Godfall. Rich, by his own admission, seems to be the highest on Valhalla. And Josh takes the new brutal isometric game Morbid, Seven Acolytes, for a spin. And much, much more. Like, can you trust someone that doesn't like cheese? Let's get some intros from New York. The one and only Rich Meister is here. You can remove his glasses and let his hair down. And he's the sexiest guy at prom. How you doing, Rich? I'm okay. <laughs> like how Josh is just nodding. Yeah. Uh huh. No, oh, it's, you... <laughs> it's it's majestic watching him break dance out in the middle of the gym, like that. As I often do. Mm-hmm. It is true. Rich doesn't often let his hair down. It's either a hat or some sort of bandana. I don't know what he's wearing right now. It's some a sort hat. of some sort of strange uh, cloth device wrapped around his head, like a bandage. It's a, it's a beanie. Oh, a beanie. Okay. All right. I got you. Yeah, I guess that's a New York thing. 
Um. <laughs> Josh and Che both look so fucking confused. I'm just messing. I don't remember the last time I wore a beanie. Right in collar. Like is a beanie culture. a New York thing? <laughs> if I if I wear a beanie, I look like a douchebag. So I just that's probably why. Oh, look at me! I look. I, it doesn't I, take that's the beanie. 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 Yeah. Come like on, that's right too now, easy, guys. Too easy. It's low hanging fruit. Come right, on now. Like right now, you look like a douchebag. If you put on the beanie, you look like a douchebag in a hat. Uh. <laughs> Is that better or worse? You only wouldn't look like a douchebag if it was like a five-finger death punch beanie, because then Ugh. that douchebaggery and your douchebaggery would cancel each other out. It would just make perfect yeah, sense. Just, well, actually, was, you would yeah. collapse in on yourself like a dying star. Uh, a douchebaggy star? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A dying douche star. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone within a thousand light years would just get bombarded. By suggestions to try CrossFit. I felt a great disturbance as if a thousand voices cried out all at once in terror and then was suddenly silenced. (laughs) Douchebaggery! If you love Five Finger Death Punch and would like to make a case for them, please send us a message at Swordchomp on Instagram and defend them. And we will read it live on the podcast. I'd really prefer to not have to have another conversation about Five Finger Death Punch. You should probably give them a format that's not, you know, written to submit that if we actually want responses. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> Maybe I should update that. If you want to make a case, please send a video to the Sword Chomp Instagram of just you headbanging and punching your wall. Uh, and maybe that will uh, help Morgan uh, make his case on the podcast. Well, I have no case to make. It's not for me. So, but I would love to hear it. Who's it for then? Someone out there enjoys them, I'm sure. There's someone out there who's well-spoken, in- intelligent, thoughtful, and enjoys Five Finger Death Punch, and I'd love to hear from them. Yeah. I know they're out there somewhere. No, there are. There you get It seems like some of the smartest people are into just very, very specific things. Like extremely yeah. specific. So there's got to be someone Maybe it's a survival genius. They have, genius in, they that, have five, five point three million monthly listeners. They're doing but how many right. fingers on Spotify? Good lord! Yeah. So statistically, one of them fits that criteria. Jesus, and we just Christ. just set forth. You know, to be fair, Isaac like Asimov. Uh-huh. On your point, on your point there, Josh, I was really into this hot. Uh, scene chick who is really into them and every time i hear their music i think of that person so you know what maybe maybe they remind you of someone you knew or dated or you know actually it's, i this it's, is it's a good thing it's a good thing you said that they were hot otherwise we would have assumed they were ugly because we're all pigs here well or we would have stopped caring <laughs> right I had to exactly. defend just instantly right like because i was ready to tune out and then i was like oh wait she was hot yeah, there it's, we go. It's just Trigger a, it's words, a, baby. It's a reflex, Rich. She was hot, you know, hot. She was hot. She was really hot. <laughs> and also, did I mention she was hot? Like, before you guys, you know, judge me, she was really hot. It helps, Because we are all known that. douchebags here at the podcast. Whoa, well, whoa, whoa. Uh, Morgan has already admitted <laughs> he's a douchebag. Whoa, whoa! I said I looked like a douchebag. I will not take. If it looks like a douchebag and it talks like a douchebag, 
then it definitely is not a douchebag. Um, moving on, though. Rich, I'm glad you're here. Uh, we missed you last week, although it was probably for the best because you were just too sad and downtrodden uh, to make it to the podcast. You kept so. me outside for like an hour. <laughs> we did. We were talking about Game of the Year stuff. Um, pretty exciting top secret information. But I'll probably release that to the VIP soon enough. Uh, Shay Layton is joining us from Japan. Uh, happy that you're here, Shay. Shay, I'm excited. You're getting hooked on Euphoria. You're riding the Zendaya train right now. It's true. Uh, Shay Layton came home yesterday. Shay wasn't feeling very good, and uh, Shay decided that he was going to hop on his computer and watch something. Huh. Okay. So you see, you, comp- you, gr- you grimace, Rich, but here's the thing. N- not a single one of you, you, you being you or Josh, gave Morgan shit for referring to himself in the third person. So Shay decided that? he's going to do that. I probably just wasn't paying attention. In the intro I until it. you guys... I know. What, did I refer Fuck to myself you, in the third person? When did you did? Happen? You did. When? When you were summing up what uh, we were all going to be talking about this week. Morgan expresses, or professes, I should say, in the theme of the show, his strange love for Godfall. Did I really? I don't remember that. Let's go back and listen to it. Let's rewind. No, uh. In all seriousness, yeah, I didn't feel very good last night, so I decided to start Euphoria. And I was hoping that my package was going to come in the mail uh, last night, which is a new microphone, which is going to be showing up after this podcast, conveniently. So this will be the last podcast on my poopy mic. When you say it's coming after the podcast, do you think we'll be recording and chomping after dark with the microphone? Uh, well, the thing is, I would have to learn how to set it up and stuff like that. Yeah, it's probably not worth the time for you to try and figure it all out right yeah. now. Yeah, you just yeah, plug after it in. after I fucked up the last chomping after dark. It's better to stay safe. That's exciting, though. Yeah, honestly, Shay, look, I'm not judging you. No grimace here. If you want to refer to yourself in the third person, by all means, you know, feel please feel don't. The, <laughs> by all means, go ahead. Uh, Rich has Rich has something he wants to say. <laughs> Shay is listening. I Rich Morgan thinks horrified. that we shouldn't refer to ourselves in the third person because it makes Rich uncomfortable. <laughs> Shay is listening and understands what Rich is saying, but Shay doesn't give a fuck. Rich feels heard, but also feels betrayed. <laughs> Speaking of feeling hurt and betrayed, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Um, the master Josh is throwing his arms up in an are you not entertained pose. <laughs> are you not betrayed? Yes, we are all, be- we are all that, betrayed. That's the famous line. That is. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Uh, one time. To- mm. That's what Joshua more. Fowler always says. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of oh it's gonna be difficult for me i know some of these but you know what you guys were polite with all my impressions last week so i have to politely return the favor as josh will go through his place day i'm i know i'm excited to hear it i'm a little distraught after our, our astro oh conversation. oh oh as in first impressions we were talking about 
celebrity impressions before the show. And I'm like, at what point oh. did we allow you to do a bunch of celebrity impressions on the show? I'm like, yeah, I, I have no have memory any. of allowing this. I'm Conor McGregor. That's the mm. only one I got, really. That is yeah. that is like a, a bad <laughs> Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. That's not Conor McGregor. Mm. Or beat your face in for 100K. Yeah, I don't know. That's... <laughs> What the fuck? You see why we haven't allowed this. Also, that's like way more Scottish than Irish. I know, it's pretty bad. I think the best, I think we established this, the best impression among the four of us has to be Rich's Trump impression, right? It doesn't get better than that. Well, you know, Morgan, Rich has been practicing that for a long time. So um, if he were here, I'm sure he'd be happy to hear you say that. There's some really bad people out there who like to say he doesn't do a good job, who like to say New York's in the shitter because of what Cuomo's out there doing. He's out there trying to push his own agenda. And, you know, they're bad people. They're wrong. He's probably dead. <laughs> I could listen to that all day. I don't know what that says about me, but it's really, it's really disturbing. Um, it's soothing. You're a little more soothing than actual Trump. Little tr- real Trump isn't quite that soothing. Yeah, little I do Trump? like a reassuring one. <laughs> little Trump? Were you gonna say little Trump? <laughs> Where did that? Are, come are from? we taking another stab at Little Bush? Uh, <laughs> I was imagining he had some sort of like, yeah, like a, a, that's a small like, version of himself. That's like the voice he used when Don Jr. came into the Oval Office after they lost the election, and he was like, "Daddy, are we poor now?" <laughs> And he was like, listen here, Junior, we're going to figure it out. We're going to solve it. You know, Biden, he's a sleepy Joe. Is uh, he? He's cheating the election. We're going to solve it. We're go- Why don't you go hang out with Barron? You think he's your nephew or something. Who, who, who but if tell? your girlfriend happens you to know? leave any jewelry around the house, maybe, maybe grab it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was hoping there was going to be, that joke was going to go a different direction. Because Lil Trump sounds exact, like, obviously it rhymes with Lil Pump. And I was hoping you are going to do some, like, <laughs> political-based rap, like, the Mexican wall, I love it. Like, you know, like, mm. I can't even yeah, remember no. how that song goes. Mm. That's a different song, my, actually. My improv but, you know. class hasn't covered that yet. Oh, okay. Maybe you'll get there in five more uh, Zoom we, sessions. We, we, start the, we start the political rap session next week. <laughs> I, wa- I want to imagine... Somebody legitimately pitching that. This is uh, the Trump improv class. Uh, it'll be 10 sessions for roughly $500. Uh, we'll do it all on Zoom due to the pandemic. Um, each week is broken down to a different but, aspect where you can insert Trump impressions into your everyday life. And uh, next week, if you are ever found to be in a rap battle, um, we will teach you how to insert Trump <laughs> effectively into your rap battles. Next week we'll be doing ragtime songs. <laughs> I want to hear you scat as Donald Trump. Actually, I don't want to hear that. I lied. Shay would not like to hear that. Can you do something yeah, like it's far too much rhythm? Can yeah, you do something like like Donald Trump on a date, like something sexual, like Donald Trump wooing no, me into no, the bed. No, no. Let's just move on. No, <laughs> statistically, no someone is eating during this. I don't like to imagine him as a sexual being. You know, I actually, Rich, I, this requires you to do a little bit of unfortunate homework, but uh, I'd like you to come back next week having practiced and changed the lyrics to a Five Finger Death Punch song and do your Donald Trump impression to that. I'd love to, but that would require me to listen to a Five Finger Death Punch song. 
That's I'll see why what I said. I it's a little bit of unfortunate homework, but I think it would be see, worth I'll it. I'll see what I can do for you. Just thank you. Just, That's all I ask. Just find their. <laughs> I'm sure they have a song that you would find tolerable, Rich. Maybe one. That's very presumptuous of you. <laughs> Which one? Um, I am General Malentime. I'm Morgan here from Montana. And for the topic of the show, we are discussing. What I talked about in the intro. <laughs> you guys you, remember that, right? You were paying attention, weren't you? <sighs> oh, is this the show? <sighs> you know what? Uh, I don't recording. know if you guys can see this. I haven't worked <laughs> out the I haven't worked out the details, but I I got a sofa for my room, so I hope it ends up being comfortable. It's a closet. Um, something <laughs> Hey, come a- on. Rich, we don't shame people here. No, no, I mean he's literally in a closet. No, we but, don't well, shame what, people here, Rich. What if we I told you not, a closet is nothing but a tiny room? It's a room for your stuff. It's a tiny room inside of a room. Tell that to Harry Potter, Rich. Well, yeah. yeah. As far as the Dursleys were concerned, he was stuff. That's, that's dark. <laughs> it's real dark, Rich. It's true, though. They made, they made a child the live in a cupboard, and that was oh. dark? They had their, their, talk about most punchable face. You just want to punt all the Dursleys straight fucking down whatever that road was called. Um, Pivot Lane or something? Pri- it was Privet Country. Privet, it was Privet, called Country. Privet Drive. Privet Drive. <laughs> 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 they punt them down the old, <laughs> old Town Road. That's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, their neighbor was Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, that is so, this doesn't even make, nothing, nothing, this makes fucking sense. All right, so, let's back it up a little. All right, so, yes, I'm a, it's a, I'm a little discombobulated right now because all my stuff is in a different spot in this room, but I'm trying to get as cozy as possible. I really want this to be a lounge space when I'm podcasting. Because I see that, I see a lot of professional podcasters, and it looks like they're just, like, podcasting from their sofas and shit, and I'm just like, man, that seems like the right idea, you know what I mean? To just fucking podcast when you're a recliner or something like Dax Shepard. Um, Dax Shepard. That's a very specific <laughs> reference, but uh, I I heard I was listening to the Conan O'Brien podcast and they had his wife Kristen Bell on there and she was talking about her husband Dax, who has a popular podcast. I guess he has a recliner in his attic. Yada yada yada. Let's not get into it. Point is, we have an amazing topic. All right, this week we are talking about games that we really enjoy that maybe you haven't heard of. Or that are flying under the radar, maybe underappreciated. Um, Shay was joking before the show that it was like a game of the year teaser. I was thinking that it was more. Uh, I was thinking like more along the lines of stuff that we really enjoyed that people hadn't heard of that was not necessarily game of the year material. But I don't really care. Whatever you want to talk about is fine with me. Um, we got a ton of feedback from the Instagram community as well. Like I have a ton of amazing stuff to read. Put Josh to the ringer, see if he's played or heard of every one of these games that people have mentioned. Because uh, I know I hadn't when I read some of them. And this is my job. So, if I haven't heard of it, that means your game doesn't matter. Ha-ha! <laughs> Suck it. All right. I'm getting a lot Fair. of yeah, yeah. positive shakes. But yeah. if it doesn't get there in 30 minutes or less, it's free anyway. So, Got him! Boom. No, that's not true. There's a lot of cool stuff that I haven't heard of or just don't have time to play. So it's I, never I just, free? I really do. Um, in fact, my uh, my first game to kick this off and running was a game that I would have never played had Josh not 
been so busy because I we get codes from different places, and I got this code because I thought it was sounded like some indie bullshit that Josh would be into, and not me, of course, being the AAA martyr that everyone loves to hate. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I was like this. <laughs> It's like something Josh would like. Um, so I requested the code and they gave it to us, but Josh was too busy. So I was like, well, fuck. I feel an obligation to to play this game because they gave us a code. I guess I'll boot it up. This this game, what is this called? The Suicide of Rachel Foster. This looks fucking pretentious. And I ended up, I ended up finishing it in like one sitting. It was like five hours or so. I I was tired when I started it, and I didn't go to bed till like three in the morning. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was I got and your really kids were it. like, "Daddy, we want dinner." <laughs> no, my kids were long asleep. Go I sit down. <laughs> Daddy's working. Uh, but no, so the gist of it is, if you've never heard of it, The Suicide of Rachel Foster, you can probably find it very cheap if it sounds interesting to you. It's by no means like a masterpiece or a perfect game or anything like that, but it's a very interesting, um, dark, I'll say has it's a game with uh, horror themes, but I don't want to give away too much why that is. You're stuck in a hotel in the Montana wilderness, which I thought was really interesting as someone who lives in Montana, and you are alone. With just somebody to talk to on a phone to help you through this experience of being stranded. Um, and it's kind of like like a Firewatch sort of thing, if you're familiar with that game. Firewatch are similar uh, sort of experiences. And you're trapped in this hotel and creepy shit starts happening and you are forced to face your past. And it's a very, very dark setup for this game. Your dad fell in love and fucked a 14... No, sorry. A 16-year-old a 16-year-old, and it destroyed your family and it became a huge controversy in this town and it basically ruined your life in many ways. And then you tried to kind of push it out and go on with your existence best you can. But when your mother dies, you end up going back to this hotel. Creepy shit starts happening and you have to face your past. It's a pretty short game. You can finish it in just a couple hours. Again, it's a little rough around the edges, but it's, it's a game I still think about occasionally because it was dealing with some really intense themes I said this before on the podcast, it has the only playable suicide-esque sequence I've ever seen in a video game. I don't want to give too much of a way uh, about that, but um, they really are trying some stuff in that game. And I would have never played it, The Suicide of Rachel Foster, had it not been for getting this code for Josh. I didn't even want it. So, uh, And Shay played it as well. Me and Shay, we did a very lengthy Chomping After Dark. You can find in our Chomping After Dark podcast feed where we both talked about the game for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you should go check that out. It's, if you are. I think it's a awesome me- mention. That wasn't going to be the one I mentioned, but it was a close second. I think it's a really good game. And uh, it's it's a fun one-time playthrough. And it's something that you will think about probably in a few years, you know, and you're like, oh, I still have that in my library. I should play that again, maybe. But uh, the the atmosphere is so well done in that game. Um, we've talked about it multiple times. So, yeah, there's not much I need to say on it. But, yeah, it's definitely worth one playthrough, especially if you can find it for cheap. Yeah, there's like, yeah, we had, like I said, we have a long chomping after dark if you want to hear it. It's not something I think will come up in the game of the year stuff for me. That's why I wanted to mention it today because it was interesting. Flawed, but interesting. Um, well, what were you going to mention today, Shay, as a, a game while we are discussing these sorts of things? 
Yeah, I think that uh, The Last of Us 2 is probably going to be the one that I would mention. I don't think <laughs> enough people have been talking I've never about heard of that. that game. Yeah, it's it's this. Uh, you stole that joke. Game, I had that um, joke written down too. It was a sequel. It was a sequel to this original game. It was this game that came out like what was it seven it's years ago? Nathan this, like, Drake, little, right? Is is kind of no, that's unmapped, kind of. But like oh. it has zombies in no, it. No, but it was and, Nolan uh, North. Yeah, it was Nolan North. I know that. Yeah, it's true. Nolan North is in it in one of his more un- unknown um, jobs. One of his unknown works so to speak no uh, in all seriousness i definitely put ickenfell on that list even though we've been talking about it i'm not going to talk about it too much today we we've talked about it a lot in the past there's like three podcasts where we talk about that game a lot (laughs) yeah exactly so i'll keep there's a couple of hours of us talking about it (laughs) yeah i i was so hooked on that game and i fell in love with it so much so that i one of the other people, one of my friends in the building that I live in, um, she's not an avid gamer. She plays games from time to time. But I was like, you need to buy this game. And um, I, I, sat her, I sat her down with her and her roommate, and I explained the game to them. And she bought it pretty much immediately. And I sat down in her apartment with her and her roommate for two hours and just watched her play the beginning. And I just kept popping in and checking up on her to make sure she was playing the game. Um, and she was loving it. And I sat down and watched her beat the game. It was, it, it's a really fun game. It's a game that I know a lot of people aren't going to give a shot, unfortunately. Uh, even though it's on Game Pass, and I think people should. Again, it's like Morgan said, it, there are some flaws in it. Um, not a lot, though. I still think it's a very, very solid game for what it is. And... um. It's fun if you like tactics games. It's fun if you like deep character development. It's a good game if you like uh, a mystery. It has solid music. Uh, you know, I'm underselling the music there on purpose. The graphics, if you like a retro style, is great. So um, I'm not going to say too much about it. I've, I've talked about that game to death uh, within the past two months, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing me talk about it. So um, I definitely think it's a game that not enough people are talking about not enough people have played and they should. I, I, I think my, I think it has to be, sorry. I was looking for my phone cause I had some, I had something I read about. I can, uh, it, is it Ickenfell or I can It's Ickenfell. Yes. It's pronounced Ickenfell in one it, of the songs. Oh, is it? Okay. I think it's pronounced. I in another one of the songs. Is it really? Yeah. Huh? All right, well, I can't. I don't know what the fuck I do with my phone, idiot. Anyways, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think, like, for me, it was... I wonder if maybe it, it, it's the the art style maybe is a little weird for people, or, like, I... Cause I is it because you a, were in the game? Is that your main problem with it? Well, that would make me really into it, obviously. You're, you're, no, some, you're you're in the game. We've talked about this. <laughs> I know. I And I am interested in actually playing it, and I'm glad we have a lot more time now to try it. But the, that was the only thing that initially didn't make me want to dive into it until you guys said you really enjoyed it, was that the art style just didn't look that appealing to me. But now that I know you guys are really into it, I'm like, okay, well, I, I want to give this a shot before, before the year is over. So I'm trying to like figure out what it is about the game that is sort of... Because I see it on Game Pass. You know, a lot of people probably see it there on Game Pass, I would assume. Um, like, what do you think it is? Do you have a theory, Shay, on why no one really seems to be talking about it? Or I just think it's too indie, to be honest with you. It's a 
It's a relatively new studio. Um, it, it's come out during the fall time, which is the heyday of all the big games. Um, so it's going to be overshadowed. And I maybe maybe that retro style and that tactic style doesn't appeal to everybody. I know that some people were talking in our Discord that they weren't super fond of the combat, uh, the the tactics. Even though we've talked about oh. on the show how you can basically turn on a mode to basically make that combat super easy, so you can just get more of the story and the character development. I think there's a multiple factors yeah. at play here. Um, I would say probably. Them being a small studio, relatively unknown studio, is probably the biggest barrier at this current point in time. I don't know. The weird thing is, like, usually stuff that's on Game Pass does pretty well because the way I forgot the stats, but Game Pass is doing so well. Like, 10 million plus people have it. Like, that means 10 million plus people are just looking right at that thing just as much as I am. But, so I mean, just, they're also looking at a ton of stuff. Like, it's easy to get buried in that sea. Yeah, but they did a good job of, of shoving it up to the front. Like, hey, this is a new game, just added to Game Pass, all that stuff. I see it on there all the time. So I, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying it's interesting that that has sort of slipped through the cracks. I don't have an answer either. It's it's very weird. Is, is there a way to find out how many people have played it off of Game Pass? Do they re- reveal that statistic or anything like that? I don't think I don't think they release those numbers. It would so be cool. It if might be could, doing though. better than we think that it is at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, that. That's a good point. I wonder, like, yeah, I, I wonder what the actual... Because they might say, well, we didn't sell very many copies, but, like, a million people played it on Game Pass, or at least tried it or something. Maybe started the game. Who knows? I I'd yeah. be, I would love to see those stats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a stat nerd, I love a good stat. I think, I think it's kind of important going forward. My favorite's charisma. Especially with streaming being more and more popular, not just with movies, but with gaming as well that they have to figure out some way to kind of quantify those statistics. Like it's, and it's kind of, yeah. it's a little bit harder to, or it's a little bit different as well, because it's like, you have to take into account how many people are subscribed, how much money that makes, how many hours someone devotes per month or per year to a certain game. And then that kind of, you have to do some fucking statistical value shit. I don't, remember statistics anymore to basically figure out okay well if these many people who are spending this much money a month to have access to our service or playing this game this is how much money we're making off of it and um how much we paid this studio to um have them put their game on our service you know they have to it's all that shit and obviously that's going to be i think it's going to be a little while before companies figure out how to put that kind of data out to where it's digestible and easy to read to the average person. Well, and that's the interesting. I was, whenever they were talking a lot with that, with, with uh, Mike Bithel um, on uh, that podcast, I love um, play, watch, listen. He was talking about all the different factors he as an indie developer um, kind of CEO looks into like, for example, Eichenfell. I'm sorry, Ickenfell may have not... We don't know the statistics particularly on how many people, let's say, started the game as opposed to finished it or bought it on different platforms, right? But 
those developers are given money just to be a part of Game Pass. So in many ways, it might have been financially viable for them just yeah. to be a part of it. Success, success or fail, it, it like whether they succeed or fail in that regard, it was for a studio that small. It was probably worth it to get on there. Like, and yeah. it, even that's the thing. Like you said, like so many people had eyes on it because of it. Like, I think Josh and I both knew about this game beforehand, but I don't know. I would have gotten to it as soon as I did if it wasn't on Game Pass. Like, it's one of those things that I probably would have picked up on Switch at some point, but it might have got pushed into, like, even, like, early next year or something I tried to cram in at the last minute if it hadn't been like, oh, yeah, that did game did launch. Oh, shit, it's on Game Pass. I'm just going to download it now. Yeah. That's why I'm glad we pushed our game of the year back a bit, because there's just a lot of stuff I want to get to, and um, and we're about to get a clogger, and then it should open up. So Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it as a good chance to finish a couple of those indies I was telling Josh before we That's started that I, I had wanted to get to. About the most truthful way you've described the situation. <laughs> a <Yeah>. clogger? <laughs> How dare you, Josh? Like a clog dancer, right? <laughs> there are good cloggers, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's Sometimes a, my wife's like, hey, baby, I want to go clogging. Holf like, Homrick is a hell of a clog dancer. <laughs> why, why she'd be using such a small pipe to be clogged is beyond me. Ew. Come, come on, Shay. I told you that in confidence. Two of us in one show? Come on. What's, what's going We're on? Spoiling it's pretty fucked up for Rich and Morgan. <laughs> hey, Morgan, I, 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 I see you, man. You know? <laughs> I Solidarity, I brother. I, I feel seen. Um, no, and he was saying you yeah. had a small dick, right? Just to be clear, <laughs> that's what I was implying. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's yeah. That's one of the sad things for me when I think about Rachel Foster. Didn't even make it on Game Pass or anything like that. I actually was talking to the developers privately uh, when I did the review and everything because I enjoyed it, and they were saying that you know, by their understanding, it did it did well enough. But yeah, it wasn't on Game Pass, and, and no they were like, "Dude, stop emailing it, so. us." Yeah, <laughs> please. please. <laughs> Slow down with the dick pics. Um, they, I, they, aren't you I, married? It kind of <laughs> makes sense to be honest with you. Why it wouldn't be put on that game? Wouldn't be put on Game Pass though, because you don't really know who has access to Game Pass, and that's a pretty a game with pretty heavy subject matter. And <laughs> yeah, if you're just making true. that available to everybody, then you don't know who's playing that and what kind of influence that may or may not have on. I mean, somebody. that sounds like the responsibility of the parents. Which is uh, why yeah. I'm going to bring back my old campaign, hashtag put general jousting on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Well, Rich, I mean, I agree with you, and we could. this is a completely different conversation for us to have another day. As but two childless men, you we, could should, be wonderful we should definitely parents, be the ones to weigh in. You still, at times, don't know what your child <laughs> is doing or what they get access to. I mean, there's only so much you can be aware of, and you can try and instill values, but at the end of the day... People make their own decisions at the same time. I, yeah, I agree with. Well, look, I said, is that I like when my feels... when my brother in law brings me my nephew's PC to fix it? He's like, "Yeah, his computer's not working again," and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, kid! How much porn are you looking at?" <laughs> and he just gets really a... uncomfortable. He's like, I'm five. <laughs> the answer is not What's enough. What's porn? No, you he's know, like I... he's like 15. We know how he's ruining his computer. My... My my daughter might scan Game Pass occasionally. My older daughter and I would just use it as an opportunity to like. I don't. I'm more liberal about that stuff. I wouldn't shy away personally from something like if she asked me what suicide was, I would try to have an open discussion with her about the. Nature I think having of what the context is. of it um, is important. Like, I don't think yeah. it should be like a, a a taboo subject. You should be able to have the conversation. Yeah, and and look, For yeah, sure. exactly. So, 
But I see what but Shay's then, saying. It'd be kind of weird. You just open up Game Pass and it's like suicide of Rachel Foster. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's all right. that's kind of what I'm alluding to there. Like it's obviously I think it's a great talking point because the game is not glorifying suicide by any stretch of the imagination, and it would be a great starting point to have that kind of conversation with your children if you feel like they are ready to have that conversation. But at the same hey. time, on the off chance that somebody plays that game at a young age and, you know, is influenced to glor- it somehow they glorified it and then Xbox, or not Xbox, but Microsoft well, gets sued for that and the company gets sued for that, that's all it takes. And well, I, well, I'm not me, saying, obviously, to- I'm, I'm speaking for a company that I have no reason to be speaking for, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to view it in the event that that was their reasoning, I can understand not wanting to take that risk. Um, Someone's got to speak up for the gates. Th- yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is almost like a, a totally separate conversation, but on that note, do you think um, Game Pass should, like Netflix, have like a kid's profile option? I think that's probably going to have to happen at some point, right? Because that's what I was saying. Just something that just filters out, like, so you can make it so I only want my kids to be able to see stuff up to, like, a T rating. It'll, yeah. I, I think it'd be I smart. Mean, yeah. It, it, it as would be grow, great if I could filter out Fortnite for my kid's profile. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't figure out a way to make it just that, but... You know, I, that's true. Like, when I was young, I, even, like, very young, like, I remember playing Metal Gear Solid, and I ran into the bathroom too quickly, and I saw Marilyn in her underwear. And that was the first time. And then I couldn't stop thinking about women in their underwear. Yeah, so, those, those four triangles really did it for you. <laughs> hey, now. I, I, I love Metal big, Gear Solid. It's I have a big imagination. Um, Rich, Rich, when you think of this uh, conversation... Uh, uh, <laughs> Great segue. When you think about how terrible this conversation has been, what about would be what your I, thoughts? About Meryl in the bathroom? What? <laughs> Wait, are we? I um, think of Johnny taking a shit. Are you I'm scarred in a lot of ways? Are, are you asking me about the actual topic about these torture games? porn taps tap circle? What? No, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Um, are you asking me about the the games thing? About the topic? Because <laughs> this conversation got so off the fucking rails. We, we, yes, Rich, this is a games video game podcast. I'd I know, like to know. No, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> no, I'm at, no, I want <laughs> no, um, so as far as, you know, something underappreciated. Yeah, uh, I actually got two I wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, the first oh, is. that's against the rules. Don't care, breaking it. Um, the first is something I'm finally getting to after I met with a developer back at PAX East earlier in the year before we lived in hell. Name track. Um, that I ended up really liking from a small studio called Lightning Rod Games. Uh, and that's mm. a fold apart. Uh, that actually, if my weekend goes according to plan, there very well might be a review up for this before the weekend's over. Um, hey, I got a review going up too. You trying to steal yeah. my thunder? Well, I decide when the reviews go up, so it won't really be that hard. Um, uh, Whoa! Just delay Whoa. your thunder by a few hours. Yeah, yeah, or just like put it up for three hours and then put mine on top of it. Uh-huh. Um, That's what she said. Yeah, the it is a a puzzle platformer uh, where basically the whole conceit of it is the story uh, follows a couple who is uh, trying to carry on a long distance relationship. And a lot of the narrative is, like, the art's really great, and it it almost has, like, a Pixar film vibe to it. And a lot of the narrative is just told through text messages. What is it called again? Something the fold? Uh, A fold apart. 
And it's a puzzle platformer where, like, the, the main crux of doing the platforming is you're folding pieces of paper over to make the platforms line up properly so you can get to the end of the level. It's got some really unique ideas in it, and I feel like I was really enamored with it back at PAX. And it tries a lot of smart stuff, and it's available on literally everything. It's even on phones. Is that like in is that Zelda Between Worlds where you like turn Zelda? Yeah, sideways? it's a, yeah, it's totally a similar idea. Um, where you're like folding pieces of paper, like it's imagine if the world is on a sheet of paper, and uh-huh. you'll see like where they intersect, and you want to fold it in spots to like make a platform either long enough or short enough mm-hmm. to sort of complete the the part of the puzzle you need to get past. Okay. Like those panorama photos of a dog walking through the shot. Exactly. Exactly like that, where you're like, why is that dog so long? And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's long dog. Um, Yeah, that (laughs) that game's really neat. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to just... I can't imagine it's very long, so I'm I'm just going to try and see that through this weekend. And what was the other one? The other one is uh, My Dark Secret, and that is uh, Necromunda Underhive. Oh, I thought you were saying it was your dark secret and you weren't going to yeah. tell me. So is That is a Warhammer game, for those familiar with the Warhammer 40 Necromunda Hive? Can you repeat that again? Necromunda Underhive. Um, it is a tactics RPG set in a very specific corner of the Warhammer universe, um, where uh, basically it takes place in the Underhive of the city of Necromunda, which is basically picture this while all the space marine shit is going on and people are living the tier underneath these like cities in the world of Warhammer. There's just gang violence happening. So it's literally like you're playing as like cyberpunk future gangs in a war. It is based off a tabletop game of the same name and like I, that I played with a friend of mine a lot like a year or two ago and enjoyed the hell out of. And it is to the point a digital version of the tabletop game that, like, when you're selecting units, it's you're looking at digitized versions of the game pieces. Hmm. Okay. But then everything's fully animated, like, once you're in the action. Um, it's a really fucking neat game. It, I Did you talk one, about this on the podcast? No, I didn't, because it is, a, like... You were too I, embarrassed. I, no, no, I haven't played as much of it as I would have <laughs> liked. And it's just oh. one of those things that's almost like a hard sell, because... <laughs> It's, it's so specific it's to so tabletop these minis yeah i hadn't finished i just finished painting the minis so now i'm allowed to uh tell you guys all about it it's like they had some weird spinoff of magic the gathering it's like well, such a specific thing it's that... one of those games that it's like it's such a specific section of the warhammer universe that like if you had no context you could probably be playing it for three hours without realizing it was warhammer oh okay which could be okay, I guess, if depending on your stance. Like, I, look, Warhammer's pretty cool. Like, whether you want to like buy into it or not, Warhammer's pretty neat. I'm really excited for uh, Fat Shark's game that is vermin tied, but in the Warhammer 40k universe. Um, I just wanted to. I want to clip you saying you're excited for Fat Sharks because that is. I actually have reviewed a have. lot of Fat Sharks games in my career in games media, and I don't think I've ever <laughs> given one of their games anything under like a seven at the lowest. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vermintide's cool, y'all. Um. Yeah. You know that's. I've never. I have no familiarity with Warhammer. I, I've heard the name. I've never painted. A I hung out at a lot of tabletop cafes oh. in my day. Are there sharks in Warhammer? There definitely aren't. I, I, I can't answer that question. <laughs> if there are sharks, they've never been vital to the plot. Can I paint them? Okay. All right. 
yeah, I, it's a whole world out there. People like really into like painting their tabletop figurines and stuff. Like I'm not judging it. I'm just not familiar with it. So. Yes, it is. But yeah, it seems like interest. It seems interesting. You know, this is forty dollars on Steam, and it is very much a digitized version of that particular Warhammer tabletop game. So think of it this way: there's no overhead. You don't have to buy a bunch of minis and paint them. You just buy this, and then you got all the stuff. And there'll probably be expansions at some point. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you there won't be. But it's pretty fun. Don't ever lie to me, Rich. I promise you promise you wouldn't. Uh, you, you promised me. Um, did, Stop doing the romantic comedy thing. Oh, oh I'm going to keep bringing it back. Um, Rich, wasn't there some uh, Warhammer game last year you were really high on? Vermintide. There's just, one about every ver- 45 seconds. Vermintide 2. <laughs> every four- Hold on, Josh. Wait a second. They just released a new one. Right. Oh, there it is. Vermintide uh, 2. Yes, that one. Yeah. Vermintide is the, uh, they are the uh, Left 4 Dead-like ones. That oh, take place okay, during okay. Vermintide, which is the the rising of uh, the rat Vermin. folk in the uh, rat in folk. this. That's not Warhammer 40k, although there is a Warhammer 40k version of Vermintide coming out next year that I'm pretty stoked for. Can you tell? Can you get in touch with? Are you have contact with Fat Sharks? I do. Can you tell Fat Sharks that I'd like to paint some Fat Sharks? I they're gonna tell me to lose their email address if I do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that, Rich. Sometimes a good idea strikes. You never know. Um, I should say, by the way, because now I feel like I'm being disingenuous. Uh, Fat Shark did not make uh, Necromunda. I, I think it's a Rogue Company is the studio. I'll find out. Okay. Get your Warhammer facts straight, Rich. Is it Fat Shark or not? Yeah, Rogue Factor is the developer on uh, Necromunda Underhive Wars. Rogue Factor. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Uh, okay, so Warhammer and a fold apart. Two games that could not be more different. Very true. Very true. Um, well, Josh, I know you've been waiting for this moment. All this buildup. The man who only plays games you probably haven't heard of has to tell you about a game you probably haven't heard of. <gasps> what could it be? This game is Don't Break the Ice by Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had a hard time thinking of this one because there are several, several from this year that I just I've not heard a lot about that are excellent games. Just just getting slept on. Um, Mass Effect. <laughs> um, I think if I had to pick a single one. I'm probably going to mention others, but if I had to pick a single one, it would probably be Murder by Numbers, which is way too personal. And I know well, it's a personal choice. It's, it's not purpose. going to be everybody's deal. But a, a lot of qualifiers. Murder here. mystery Picross game, uh-huh. visual novel set in like this, you know, set in the 90s. Not the Sandra Bullock. It, it's film. like everything about it is my jam. It's been a good okay. year for uh, visual novels in general. It really has. There have been. I remember you playing this. Oh yes, I remember this. Yeah, game. it was uh, March, yeah. April. Let me check. You pl- were you playing it on the Switch? Yes. Yeah, because I kept logging on. Like I was playing Animal Crossing, I kept seeing you playing a Murder by Numbers. I remember that. 
So it's a it's a murder mystery meets meets Picross. Picross. Yeah. Okay. Which I I mentioned at the time, but I am such a Picross fan that I'll even play licensed Picross stuff of crap that I'm not even into. Um, but the art in the story is sort of along the lines of like Phoenix Wright or something like that. It's like that. It's like that. You're okay. you're you're playing as the robot sidekick of an out of work actress who's decided to become a detective because her boss was killed. And and uh, there was nothing good on TV. Yeah. And 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 anyway, you're the robot sidekick. Um, scanning these things so the pick cross stuff is meant as like you know some sort of abstracted scanning software just like every other hacking mini game in all of everything has literally fuck all to do with hacking that similar sort of thing that's just the conceit there but you're you're playing a pick cross game to find these new clues and then is that ask that the atypical so. uh bioshock hacking and or plumbing mm-hmm um, that's yeah, it that's runs, cool. It's when... a series of tubes, Rich. It's a series yeah. of tubes, <laughs> pneumatic tubes that power our computers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's taking me back to some weird memories I've <laughs> I've buried in my subconscious uh, that I haven't thought about in a long time. No, that's it's always cool when there's something that hits your very specific taste. But pick, you know, Picross is very popular though. So, God damn it, this is what Rich does. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. I thought he was leaving to go to the bathroom again. No, he's grabbing a drink. <laughs> grabbing grabbing himself a drink. I was getting ready to, to keep awake. Um, um, but yeah, that 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 one was. The, I think I've not heard of. anyone really talking about that. Um, and I, yeah, I understand I why yeah. because it's such. People were talking about it before it launched, mm-hmm. but then I feel like it was like radio silence, and it might have been a matter of like, it's Pacross. It's a known quantity. You know, if you want Pacross, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. But when you talk to me about it, which I have to admit, I still really do want to try and get to this game at some point. It seemed like it was Pacross, like, wrapped up in a much prettier package than these games normally are, so yeah. it seemed weird that no one was, like, out there singing this thing's praises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very much... Why? It, it, it does... I feel like, I feel like there's, there's an audience there of just, you know, like, Phoenix Wright fans uh, who aren't necessarily into Picross, but, like, who would still be down for this because everything else going on there is so well and i'm into both of those things so i definitely should try and get to this game Mm -hmm. it is it is excellent i i really love it um but yeah i i understand why it's not been talked about but it should have been um i do think that's a good one because it has been very very quiet by the way the designer of that game um the uh lead designer what his name is has great name ed fear um, Ed Fear, but I was checking out his Twitter profile to see if I was trying to find like some information on like if the game had been doing really well or if it was, you know, I hopefully like you, if you, you know, you want to see games that you enjoy do well. Yeah. So, mm. yes, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Murder by numbers, but you are right. You don't hear. About people talking about that really too much, so maybe mm-hmm. it was also it was just the switch. I mean, the switch is huge, but it was just the switch and Windows. So, just the switch and Windows ninety eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, strangely enough, yeah, they really wanted to get back in the the uh, like the nineties thematically. Yeah. That would be fun. I like, yeah, yeah. 
Like, did anybody play the like Return of Oberdin with that uh, that like Apple II filter on? For a little bit, like I did, that just was to living. That's how you play that game. That was it was something, all right. Like you're in the library at school, and you don't want anybody to see what you're yeah. doing. I mean, if that was the game I had in the library at school, I would have been had a lot more fun at school. That's for sure. Don't you, aren't you glad like the four of us went to school in a time before they could track what you were doing on the computer at school? Yeah, they tried. They were they gave it a a serious shot when I was in high school, but they were not doing a good job by me. <laughs> yeah, no, their systems were pretty crap. Like almost every filter they had on there. You could get through by just spamming refresh a couple times to overload their system. Like, it awesome. just, they couldn't keep up with it. Like, oh, no, you definitely should not be trying to access new grounds right now. Like, F5 three times. Yeah. Hey, but it was so easy to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- <laughs> we were playing pocket tanks on new It's amazing grounds. when you True. could tank the entire, the entire filter for the school by hitting F5 three times. That's all it took. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's good. Okay, so round robin here. Uh, the suicide of Rachel Foster was my choice. Shay had the game It Can Fell that you may have seen on Game Pass. Rich had Warhammer. That already, the name is too weird. I'll never remember it. Necromunda Underhive Wars. That. Uh, and, of course, A Fold Apart. And Josh's choice was Murder by Numbers. They pick cross... Uh, game for the switch so we have a ton of responses from you the listener that i'm going to read right after this short break don't go anywhere hey josh hey shay you know what i was thinking about this week i want to spend my money on a lot of different things like a wall clock a face mask a puzzle and a t-shirt you know where i could spend that kind of money I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. And we're back with more of the Chompcast. Shamalama Ding Dong. What? All right, so <laughs> somebody from, somebody from the Patreon said I had to work that into the show. They gave me thirty dollars. If that's a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> reference from his top ten list, the year Unbreakable is on there. Let me know if I'm right. Oh, can I do a Quentin Tarantino? He was talking reference? about M Night Shyamalan. He was like, M. Night I find Shyamalan feet Dingo. sexually arousing. That's a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> reference to Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> me and Quentin are, are twinsies in that way. Um, so we're gonna. <laughs> Read some amazing comments here. Now, I'm not blowing these out of proportion. I'm not overhyping them because they're just that good. No, it's, um, I want to thank everyone who left a comment on the at Swordchomp Instagram page today as I pull up the uh, feed. And if you didn't leave it in time, that's the only reason I probably didn't read it. So let's go to the docket and see what people felt like was a game that was underappreciated or underrated and they wanted to tell the world about. I hope they also included why. Um, currently our biggest troll is a uh, red, blue blur. He said, Marvel's Avengers. He's still angry about Rich's review. 
Sorry about that. I'm only acknowledging him as our biggest troll because our biggest troll doesn't want to. He's very angry. He's out there screaming about Avengers, and if we don't acknowledge him, then it's like it's not happening. So. That game is just okay. Uh, Gilbizi is a geek said yes your grace is a very cool game where you have to keep a kingdom from collapsing just add it to game pass have you ever played that no not yet okay no not yet not not, not played that one it's okay you can say no Josh we're not going to get it on game pass go play like I I was watching it but have not played it but now that Rich is saying it's on game pass I may have to may have to finally try that one literally added this week All right. Um, cool. Okay, you have to keep a kingdom from collapsing. Uh, this is funny. Dylan Marcellus said Resident Evil Three. Come on now. You know, although he's right, Resident Evil Two was like so talked about and beloved and discussed well, last year, the I, remake, and no I, one gives a I, shit about. Th- them. That's the thing that's interesting, and like, uh, we we talked about this at the time. I played it, and I don't think it by any means is it bad. It's just it feels so like eh compared to two. Is that the game itself, you think? Like, in general, Resident Evil 3 was I always think meh it, it, compared it's weird. to 2? Yeah, no, I do think that. But also, like, they cut stuff from the original Resident Evil 3. It's really short, like, and I don't feel as compelled to replay it as I did with 2. And I said this last year when it was going to happen. I kept telling the guys, it's too soon. They shouldn't poop this game out so soon. We were still riding high on Resident Evil 2, and they're like, oh, we're already done with another one. I'm like, well, really? Uh, you finished another one already? I, well, uh, the, uh, my understanding is they are originally going to be released together. That would have been better, I think. Um, no, I, I agree. And But maybe a little overwhelming in retrospect. Yeah. Not when you consider how short 3 was. Yeah, yeah. Overwhelming. It would have been almost 10 hours of content. Oh, too much, too much, baby. Get out. Uh, I mean, if you're to believe that, if you're to believe that Capcom leak, uh, it looks like we'll be getting a remake of four soon. So, I still don't get which that. is weird. I'm I fine mean, with it, it because, like, I actually love four so much that if it's just remade in the engine they made two and three in, it'll if basically it's just pretty four. Basically, it, it, it's yeah. pretty. It'd be prettier, and the controls would be like a little bit like. Saying a little bit tighter doesn't feel to do it justice because they will be like noticeably better. Um, and that the idea of that, like, I'm like, four is a fucking fantastic game as is. If you want to gussy it up a little bit more, great. Yeah, it's too bad. Biggie 815 said the Trials of Mana remake, a great JRPG that didn't do anything flashy. Did I tell you, talk to you guys about this? I feel like I mentioned this in the WhatsApp last this you week. You did. You mentioned yeah, it in the WhatsApp. Yeah, I finally got around, yeah, to playing this. I agree 100%. Like, it released around the same time as the FF7 remake, so I feel like mm-hmm. no one was talking about it. Um, It's a really solid action RPG. It ends up feeling um, probably, like, in terms of quality, it's like, this feels like a really good HD remake of a PS2 game, but mm-hmm. a good PS2 <laughs> action RPG. Like, no, no, that, like, well, to say, like... Yeah. It feels less like it's a remake of a, a Super Nintendo game and more like that, that of like a PS2 game. Like they don't make this kind of game anymore. And it's it's honestly, it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. I still can't believe I didn't get around to that because three was my favorite. I don't know. It's either one or three is my favorite in the series, but then the remake of one was just. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. To to be fair, also, I went into this like obviously Trials of Mana has that weird thing where like I'd only played the original Trials of Mana for the first time this year because we hadn't had it prior to that. Mm-hmm. So I think in a way I'm glad I put um some distance between playing the original for the first time and playing this. But I actually do think I like this version better now. I will say that one of our good friends, Sector 7, um, Leslie, it's one of her favorite games ever, but she was not, she thought the art style was a bit weak compared to, you know, she felt like it was a bit... Um, That's the most PS2 looking part of it to me, like mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. sort of aesthetic. Um, it doesn't hold a candle to like the pixel art of the age. That's 100% true, but it, yeah. it plays a lot better than the original game. Yeah, that's the frustrating thing because these games were some of the best pixel art of the time. And then, yeah, the art style of the remakes have just been. Also, Charlotte's back, voice though, is know? terrible. Yeah. How do you, how do you, I think the trick Twiles is. Twiles of Mana. Because <laughs> it's not going to get the Final Fantasy VII treatment where they put a billion dollars into it, you know? Well, yeah, so that's just like it. Tricky. Like, it's games of a different caliber. Like, this was not given the AAA treatment. This was given, like, the, like, not even double A, like a tier below that treatment but it's enough to like again the main thing being i think this plays better than the original and that's all you can ask for the most Mm -hmm. beloved one is secret of mana secret of mana yes see it it makes me like i sometimes i wish those ones would get that treatment because if they put like a secret of mana did but the remake's bad yeah that's kind of the issue is um yeah this one trials of mana but um it never got a English release until this year. Yeah. Um, So I think that's probably why they put the same year. They put a remake out. Yeah. Oh, Shay will appreciate this. Zach Cruzen said streets of rage Four. what? What? Wow. Yeah, I think, I think it was fairly underrated. I understand that you guys weren't as high on it as I was, but I still think it was a fun game. Uh, for at least one playthrough, I think it's worth your time, especially if you like brawlers and the fact that it came back after 25 years of being dormant. How, I, I guess I would say how little of coverage it got is a little bit surprising, but it is what it is. Yeah. I thought I thought it was a fun game. Obviously, I played it a bunch. I, wish I bet it, it did better than we think it did, Shabe. On Game Pass, because it also got nominated for, it was the best fighting game at the Game Awards, and I, I bet it probably secretly Which is did. crazy, because it's not a fighting game. Oh, I'm sorry, it did not, well, hold on, hold on, let me see what it got nominated for, go ahead, sorry. Wait, what'd you say, Rich? <laughs> he said it got nominated for best fighting game, and I said, which is wild, because it's not a fighting game. Wait, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, I, I see am, what you're saying, yeah. I see what you're saying, yeah. I think I misspoke, I'm trying, it was nominated for something, I apologize, I'm trying to find out I'll, I'll find out what it was so much but. for being the game historian here at sword chomp mm. again he's not the g- <laughs> thank you thank you shay i appreciate that thank you very much um it was nominated for best action game at the game awards so there you go okay i mean that makes a little more sense because that's a very vague umbrella yeah. <laughs> what is action? Like you not not me? that's not even like a rail against Streets of Rage 4. It's like it's just so weird that that's a category. Bu- I think Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bizarre that action has stuck around. Like we we ditched adventure game as a genre well, other we, we than the like re- the PC adventure game. But somehow it, action, action is stuck around. 
Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's basically kind of like a consolation prize category at this point, not to belittle any of the games that are being nominated in that category. It's like, obviously, these five or six or so games were the best ones of the year, but, you know, you almost made it, so we'll put you in this secondary category. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like action game is literally anything without a puzzle in it. And, and even some things with a puzzle. And in even it. some things with a puzzle, as long as it doesn't take you too long. As long as you do more punching than puzzling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty broad spectrum, but I guess it works. Oh, let's see here. Oh, Tawny is trying to suck up jo- to Josh here. Crosscode, great little action RPG on Game Pass. Needs more eyes. <laughs> never, never heard Josh mention Crosscode. His twenty. 20- 18 game of the year one of these days i'm gonna play crosscode you really I, should i'm in the same boat rich every like twice a month i'm like i'm gonna finally make it around a crosscode i'm finally gonna do it and then i never do yep if you're if you're I, fine holding on from developer updates it looks like the epilogue should be out next year cool well, that's Possibly good news. Q1, good news. early Q2 is kind of what they're looking at. So if I'm, you had I'm... been holding off, then like that the epilogue chapter kind of wrapping everything up might finally be ready. I don't know. I'm kind of Possibly. worried about next Even if year, not, it's worth playing. Guys. It's I'm worried because the Cuphead DLC is going to come out next year because it got delayed until next year. Sure it that is. That DLC is going to come out. Hopefully we get Super Meat Boy forever next year. Like I think it's just gonna be a you, bunch Ed. of little things that we're gonna forget about, and then we're random gonna randomly gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that came out," and we're gonna get bogged down again. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, it's okay, Tony. We love you. Oh, first world problems. Yeah. Here we go, Shay. There's too many video Halo games game sometime next year. Maybe uh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Holiday 2021, I, maybe. Dude, I saw. Oh, I. I always want to bring this stuff up, but I'm afraid people are going to get mad uh, at me. According to my Monster Energy, uh, it's out now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I saw I saw these these toys the other day at the store. There was those little Halo grab bag toys. Yeah. And on the front, it was like Halo Infinite. And I'm like, no, no. Yep, you yep. they had all their brand this... deals in place already. According <laughs> to my Chips Ahoy, it's out now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, that's, if you don't think that's funny, I'm sorry. Oh, it's hilarious. I'm like, sorry. No, no, it sucks because, like... What that tells you is they spent so much on the marketing that, like, no company could afford the loss of not releasing those versions of the product anyway. So what do they have to do? Double down on marketing again whenever it does come out? Or fucking give up. I mean, that was already half the budget, so I don't don't see how it's... You know. That's why the game was running so poorly. They spent all that money on (laughs) Chips Ahoy and Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) The Chips Ahoy engine just wasn't cutting it. (laughs) <laughs> well i want i wonder if like in all seriousness from a business standpoint and like i wonder as in passing wonder as not as in i'm going to actually research it but i wonder <laughs> if um they made more money like both would make more money like obviously the point of advertising halo infinite is you're hoping more people are going to play that game but i wonder if like if they're giving stuff away like if you you know buy 20 chips of hoys then you get a like a code to a free i don't know skin or some shit i don't know what the fucking advertising is but um if that increases sales for those companies as well and how much that is 
and I'm saying oh, I'm sure they see some in this situation because the game hasn't released yet. If they're making money off of that campaign, here's a real question. Um, oh, mine's not are, real. No, no, no. Here, <laughs> like in addition to your real question, here's a real one. Um, there you go. Are they going to honor those like double XP goats? <laughs> like if I hold on to a bunch of monster cans. <laughs> are they gonna honor those double XP codes for Halo? That's, that's a real legitimate question. I think you should um, email whoever the developer is of Halo now. God, it's not even just toys too. It's just so much shit. I could not believe it. Ugh. The 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 thing that really soured me on how gross some of that marketing is, though. I was looking at the Halo Infinite toys. It was like a little grab bag, and I was looking, and like there wasn't. It was a Halo Infinite grab bag of toys, right? But there was no toy in it that seemed per- like unique to Halo Infinite. They just looked like the same Halo shit. Like there was grunts and Master Chief. You know, well, same- what did you expect? I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if they had to go through with the marketing so there was like a spoiler in the toys? I mean, you know yeah, I mean? no. I mean, they, they tried to put new enemies in Halo 4 and they're why Halo 4 sucks. How dare you? How hmm. dare you? Monster, I just opened you up so you could just shove your fist right in my asshole. I don't wow. like Halo. I don't <laughs> like the new plot stuffs. Like, if anything, I, I'm really happy that Halo Infinite is like, hey, the Covenant of the bad guys again. I mean, to how be exciting. to be fair, Morgan. I mean, that's how most toys are. They're just replicas of other toys. So when we would, as children, go to you know, like we'd beg our mom and dads to like, hey, take us to McDonald's. Pokemon is having. A, like a special three month toy thing there, and we get those toys. They're pieces of shit. I mean, they're just replicas of other toys. What do you expect at that point? But says you, you um, have those transformers. I, I think it would have been cool if they gave the grunts little boners. That would have set those toys apart. Well, that is isolate that sound clip. <laughs> their their most famous dialogue tree when they're charging the chief, and they go, "I'm horny." <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we find a way to make Halo sexual all the time, whether it's Cortana, you know. She's suit jerking, jerking him off. <laughs> the grunts have Why do you think boners. she's hanging out with Master Chief? She's trying to get access to all those little grunt boners. And the Chief um, just grabbed the grunt, and they were like, Chief, what are you doing? He was like, giving the Covenant back their bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm really happy Fail at Everything mentioned a game that I love dearly, even though me and Josh didn't agree on it. Uh, fail, at, fail underscore at underscore everything said, definitely Mortal Shell. I found Mortal Shell to be very good, and I'd love for them to keep making it or make a second one. Um, it actually did get nominated for Best Debut Game. I was talking to one of the developers on Instagram. It got nominated for Best Debut Game or IP or something at the Game Awards. So I was uh, pretty happy about that. There are so, people that really like that game. Yeah, I'm one of them. Okay. I liked it a lot. One of my favorite games of the year, you might say. Yeah, mm. I know. I read your review. I had to make it readable. Someone had to put punctuation in there. How dare you and make take a lot out. <laughs> How dare you make my How many times legible? did you correct Latley, Rich? Uh, I, just did a, I just did a search incorrect. <laughs> mostly you guys already know that story where i had to like teach morgan how quotation marks work um uh so thank you for that i that is i really love that game and but it was acknowledged at the game awards and i, I do think it did pretty yeah 
okay. It did pretty well. It is. It is my favorite. Favorite, you know, Wookie murder sim. I like Jedi Fallen Order for that. You kill Wookiees in there. I mean, you get to watch Wookiees being killed, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Nice the Old Republic. Mm, yeah, it's my favorite Wookiee snuff film. Yeah, my- <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but Whoa. the dying yeah, sounds for almost every enemy Wookie is a Wookiee film. screaming. Well, now, now Rich is going to play it. You have to be careful. Uh-huh. That's how you sell Rich on the game. <laughs> I, was like, I talked sorry, him into what? it. I talked him into it. <laughs> well, you twisted my arm. Mm-hmm. Um. Our good friend and patron Denise said Minecraft Dungeons, which is weirdly enough a game mm. we did not talk about. I at all. I didn't talk about it here. I did play a little bit of that with a friend of mine though, and as uh also on Game Pass, which is why I played a little bit of it. Um I, I didn't really play enough of it to really feel like I needed or wanted to talk to it much about the time, but there's definitely something there, even like I don't have a big attachment to Minecraft, but it's a pretty good little dungeon crawler. Hmm. All right. Uh, uh, my savior, Emily and said, Those Who Remain, a game I had to look up because I'd never heard of it. Has anyone here heard of or played a game called Those Who Remain? No. Heard of it, but I never, I did not get around to it. There's been so much coming out this year that yeah, I, I will never catch up with games that came out in 2020, It, I think, is what it's going to boil down to. Which is crazy because we were inside most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it this happens every year, but Josh, you just instead of expanding your horizons, you need to like shrink your horizons, really condense those horizons. And I think it's nothing better than condensed horizons. <laughs> That's yeah, so I try. Mm-hmm. I really do think oh. that Horizon Zero Dawn Two should have a small file size. I agree. Yep, nice one, Rich. Thanks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. It's a psychological ah. thriller. There's a delay. Shay just heard my hilarious joke. <laughs> a joke just made it to Japan. It's it's funnier. With, it's funnier with the delay. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Really takes it. Really takes its time. It's always great if like no one laughs at my joke, but Shay because there'll be a delay, and I'm like, oh, no one liked my joke, and then Shay will go, huh. I'm like, hey, it made it. It and made like, it there. And then he's like, Morgan, shut up. I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, it looks like a psychological thriller, like a horror, a horror game. Um, hmm. And yeah, it looks interesting. Right. I'll have to put that on the list of games to try before the end of the year. Like uh, Suicide of Rachel Foster kind of thing. Um, C3PO said... <laughs> the C3PO. Uh, I didn't know he <laughs> listened to the show. You know, he's fluent in over four million How dare you. I'm going to have to translate this. C-3PO talks like a normal person. You're so stupid. Mm. No straight roads. You're thinking of R2-D2. Oh, fuck. I His whole deal. Yeah, that's why I, His I whole deal just, is that he can speak her language. He's a protocol droid. <laughs> that's God literally damn, his one up. job. Oh. Master. He's fluent in over three million forms of communication. <laughs> Master Lou. Yeah. Have you heard of? No, the, he said uh, no straight roads. No oh, I need to get around oh, to that. No I've been. Have you not? All right, it is a. Oh. Um, I'm looking at it right now. I guess if I had to put a genre on it, a a 
Double fine like. If I had to. Oh, that sounds appealing already. Double fine like where you are playing as. Take two characters in a rock band trying to fight the power of uh, these oppressive um, EDM overlords who have controlled the city. Um, it's 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 got some of the coolest animations and music that I've seen. I've I've not gotten around to playing it yet. But oh, man. everything about it is Even completely up my alley. Um, I've been yeah again like I've I've been trying to catch up on everything, and that is on the short list. Love a good short list. I'd kind of I I put it off a little bit because it was only on uh the Epic Store and oh I like that art. It's really cool. It's really cool. It, Josh combined good with cool there. He said it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed know, that too. Too. We got to give you Which, shit for that, Josh. After all the shit uh-huh. we gave Morgan. It's true. Like it's fine. Ghoul you is piece of I garbage. Like I think we should start using that. This game is ghoul. It's good and cool. Yeah. They really tried to make that a thing in um, Hotel Transylvania 3. I'll have the gobble ghoul. Mm. All right. Uh, G. Magno said Kingdoms of Pomeler. Granted, it's a remaster, but still. Yeah, not enough people talked about we were the only ones on the Kingdom of Amalur train. You woke me up at like six in the morning. <laughs> Once again. Hey, look, I love that game too, but it was about 7,000 hours that even I didn't have to commit to it at the time. So, good Lord. I was just like, these bitches, and I'm like 20 hours into the game, and I'm looking at the map like, I've got about uh, 40, 50 hours left. I, I can't do this. I can't do this right now. Um, and I liked it the most. So, so I've almost hit level five. What's cool, though, to be our the first code that we got? Zombie rolls and said Neo 2 with WJ Danilo. They both said Neo 2, which we didn't get around to either, sadly. So... They're stumping us good. They are really stumping the fuck out of us. Every one of these damn games. Mm-hmm. First Neo was cool, losers. so I'd bet you. Uh, I bet you Neo Two is pretty cool, too. Sector Seven said, "Think she's funny by saying the game of life." <laughs> the game of life is. So <laughs> I was sad to hear Shay, about his passing. Can you can you do that noise again, Shay? Just one more time. Pour one out. <laughs> It's not as funny the second time, is it? Well, you coughed a little in the middle of it, so yeah. I wanted to sound more disgusting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just really channel that whatever you were doing the first time. Like, is that. Oh, hold on. It's like you're Don't cunning <laughs> And that is cunning lingus. All right. Cunning so... lingus? <laughs> not so cunning, is it? Uh, I'm dead. Is this a real game? A3002 said The Art of Rally. Is that like a racing game? Probably. Probably. <laughs> this is astute analysis from Sword Chomp. What art of... Then when you ask me a question like that, I'm like, bro, did I get here before you? Oh, actually, this is crazy, Josh. This is like uh, an artistic indie racing game. It's a stylized experience inspired by the golden area of Rally. Um, from the creator of Absolute Drift. And if you look at the art style in this game, it doesn't look like a racing game. It looks more like a, like an art piece. I'm serious, Josh. Just it looks Google like a the racing art of game. 
Just Google, just Google the art of rallying. I don't get how you could say something doesn't look like a racing. Like if there's a car, I don't think it really matters how it's drawn. Well, let like me tell it, you. it could be a racing game down? with a cool still art style. Yeah. It could be a racing game with a cool art style. <laughs> no, it is. It's it is a cool art style. It's like a low poly art style. My favorite racing game of the really year cool. was the uh, the dragon cart mini game from Yakuza like a dragon yeah and also it's not overhead but it's almost overhead kind of like i was saying i don't know if that's the only camera angle but interesting oh yeah josh you're right that actually looks pretty cool i kind of like how the cameras pull back a little bit you know Mm -hmm. it's not like annoying like gta where it's like straight above you like the old gta games and you can't see where the fuck you're going but it's (laughs) different so yeah different you know, I like this. This has been a fun talk with our listeners because there's a lot of stuff here that we hadn't even heard of. That's and pretty. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our one of our patrons, uh, Bebop Ma'am, also mentioned Resident Evil Three. So, although he said it's legitimately great and Rich is wrong, and he told you to eat it. So, mm. I feel like you All added that. some of that. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, there's one more I wanted to read. The also, Ted I feel like F- you're really shitting on me there. I never once said that game is bad. It's just not as good as 2. I know. I didn't say that you did. But I'll you did say it you. sucks. <laughs> you did hate it, though. No, I'm just kidding. I know. What? You didn't shit on You were the only one that actually you played it. You know how this works, Rich. It. If you didn't give it a 10, you hated it. Well, that is what they used to tell me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, it's true. Rich, Rich was the only one that actually played the damn thing and played it pretty quickly as if, as someone who had Resident Evil 2 remake as his game of the year. So he, and he did enjoy it. He did. But you want to hear something really fucking dark and fucked up about how forgotten that game was? We didn't even talk about it on the podcast. We forgot to talk about it on the podcast. Resident, That's fucked Resident up. Resident Evil 3? Yeah, the so the the week that Rich wanted to talk about it, we mentioned it, and then I went back and listened to the show, and we never talked about it. It was it was either a sleight of hand, probably on my it was my fault, probably as the host. Most so. things are, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel bad. We've talked more about it today than we ever have before. Um, but the Ted F said SnowRunner, a great game to zone out to and listen to an amazing podcast like Sword Chomp. Oh, thank you, Ted. SnowRunner, trying to kiss our ass, Ted. <laughs> you don't need to do that much. I'll fuck you. You don't need to do that much ass kissing. You, you can hear that. Sh- if you eat Shay's ass, it sounds like this. Can't make the noise, Shay. It's a very talented <laughs> asshole. He sounds like he's almost humming a melody like. It's me. I'm okay. So you lick the alphabet when you're in front, but if you're in behind. I'll usually do like uh, Morse code or like Dothraki. Morgan, you are the last person to give anybody cunning lingus advice. <laughs> cunning lingus. <laughs> cunning lingus. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you everyone for all these incredible comments. Um, Kilted Gamer, sorry I didn't get to your Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Oh, that was the first game um, Rich talked about this year. Remember that? Good old first pack in the day. Liked Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. You could fish with your tail. You remember you that? You could. That yeah. was a pretty good anime. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing time. Wow. Yeah. We never gave I- him an opening for that joke, and he's been waiting for months 
to <laughs> yeah, finally bring that up. It's written on my hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> ding dong. All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to actually come back and talk about a bunch of games. Before we take a break, uh, you're listening to Oops All Anime. I just finished <laughs> season two of Fire Force, <laughs> mm-hmm. so let's get right into Whoa, it. Is that how the Oops All Anime podcast works? You hijack this podcast yep, in the middle you of hijack it? any yep. podcast you have to be <laughs> Any on. podcast at all. That's the only reason I regularly guest on podcasts. Yeah, you've got you've to really look around to find out where the next episode's going uh, to be. It could be it's anywhere. Like the frog fractions of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I kind of waited. I mentioned earlier on that I had one game that was like the top of it. I wanted to see what everyone brought up. But my other two, and I'm just going to hit them real quick, are Cloudpunk. Because I just, I love the, everything the game is doing. Yeah, Um, the Rev will be happy about that. Cloudpunk, yeah. Yeah, I I absolutely love that game. It had a couple weird, like, voice acting choices. But other than that, like, loved the game. Um, they actually, they recently patched in a first person camera view while you're driving around, which I really want to go back and play just to kind of experience that from inside the car, inside the taxi. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and replay that game. Cause I, I love the experience a ton already and seeing it from that view sounds amazing. Um, so that was, that was the first one. And then the other one is wildfire which is uh, a gunpoint-like. Um, with fire. But yeah, but with fire, with, with elemental stuff instead of with hacking. Um, and chickens. Yeah. Which is, you know, sort of stealth, you know, tactics-type um, side-scrolling game, but with magic. And I absolutely loved loved both those games. And have not seen an awful lot of talk about either one of those, including in our comments just now. So, wanted to bring them up quickly before we before we yeah. break before we had a break there. So, yeah, that's fun. That's fair. All right. Well, we'll come back and talk some games. So we'll uh, see you on the flip side. Ladies and gentlemen, this commercial is brought to you by Chomping After Dark, our brand new podcast where we deep dive on video games, talking about the story in full detail. That's right, but we don't just talk about games. We've also talked about many wonderful movies. We talk about things from AAA titles, to indie darlings, to movies that just plain made us laugh. Yes, we are still waiting for the cat's butthole cut. If you want to check it out, please head over to SoreChomp.com or any of the major podcast apps where you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like, dang, I just want to get this podcast two weeks early, head over to Patreon.com slash SoreChomp where you can get access to Chomping After Dark two weeks early. And we're back with more of the Chompcast. Um, Shane must be trying to hook up his new microphone. He's showing us in the webcam. That's what's happening live. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty exciting stuff. Josh got a hold of his PlayStation Five this week. Finally, I'm just gonna take off for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be difficult, Rich. I am sorry. I'm sorry you have to hear this. I really am. 
Um, so Josh, I think the first thing you said was it was more gorgeous in person than you could have ever imagined. Is that, is that, did I quote you correctly? There's, there's, I know you've all seen pictures of it. You, they do not prepare you for how hideous this monstrosity is. She did say that. They specifically said that. All her girlfriends said that, even though, even though they warned her about that date. It's true. Mm-hmm. No, Josh, even though I don't agree with you, I told you this last week. When she behold it in person, it's weird looking. It's weird looking. It's so strange. It really. Um, the more I've looked at it, though, Josh, it does seem like the the really the all of the design was built around cooling because even the top of it, you can kind of like look down inside of it, which gave me a little anxiety because I was imagining like dust was going to get down in there and shit. But like even from the top, yeah, the top, literal well, zero percent of these are stood upright. Mine's there's just up, never right? going to be any room. Well, really? I, know, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I think it looks better standing up than it does sideways. But well, I mean, probably the... true, but it still looks horrible. And again, most people are going to be putting this on like a TV, you know, entertainment center with no room to stand the thing up. I, I would guess it's probably 50 50. I would think that, like, yeah, I don't know. I would just guess it's 50-50. I don't know why, what I'm basing that off of, really. Just a gut feeling, I guess. Just because it looks so much better to me. St- I had it laying down when I first got it, um, but it was just bothering me. It was just something about it. It just looked weird, so I I wanted to stand it up. But um, And it is it – is, that's why I'm thinking it was all built around the cooling because it is very quiet. Like, I haven't heard – I mean, it doesn't make any noise at all, really. So um, It's much quieter than the PS4. That's for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's about as quiet as a PC that, well, a, a PC that's built well enough to handle the, so again, yeah, it's, it, it's at least got enough fans to handle what's going on with it, which is a good sign. Like you don't want it to st- sound like it's starting, you know, to take flight halfway through <laughs> a game when you first buy the machine. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it holds up. Because generally, it's going to get louder as it goes, as stuff starts to kind of get worn out and whatnot. More, or, or maybe games are more labor-intensive. I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I wonder as well. I hope it stays this quiet the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's run through everything. So you got it in. Uh, it's more ugly than you could have imagined. Um so what do you what did you think of the controller now that you spent some time with the controller? Um the controller continues what I was talking about last week about how they really were going all in on this aesthetic of literally none of the parts match each other. Um like literally every seam on this thing does not line up properly. Um with like overhangs and and lips and little bits of crud that you can catch your fingers on all the time, which you were kind of mentioning before about how the triggers just feel like they're, you're, you're catching your fingers yeah, on them in weird the spots near the back of the trigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's stuff like that all over the place. Um, some of it, like, especially the entire controller that is facing you, essentially like kind of that underside backside of the controller, um, yeah. towards your body, literally no seams line up 
on that part, which I think they were thinking, oh, it doesn't matter. Your fingers are going to rest naturally to not touch any of that. Uh But my hands are large enough that my fingertips are resting right on that fucking uneven seam constantly. Um, And it's just, just why? Why? What what seam are you talking about that your fingertips are resting on? The like the bottom, like the bottom side of the controller, does not match up. Uh, The part facing you, like the black part, part the facing you, yeah, like the 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 black part does not line up with the like the 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 white underside. Yeah, yeah, they're going for that look like like it's a black controller with a white shell on it, and the shell you can tell that the shell is on it. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's a better feel than the PS4 controller um, because it's just. Um, Got a nice D-pad, a really nice D-pad that I'll. Yeah, for you. well, I was, I was thinking just more about the general ergonomics of it. It's got oh, more yes. heft to Size. the part that sits in your palms, which I like yeah. better. Like it, it fits better in my larger hands. It's just that. Like, why? Why did they like literally no controller has ever done that? Like even going back to like the 70s and 80s, we fucking knew better than that shit. And they were going for an aesthetic to match the whole. Well, none of the seams match on the PS5 itself. The seams mm-hmm. don't match on the Meteor remote. Um, it's like they were going for a thing. It's just not on the controller. Like you don't you don't need to do that there. Um this is something that's going to literally be in your hands for hours and hours. It's just, yeah. it's, it's got awkward bits poking out of it. Um, so yeah, like they, they, I think they missed the mark with the, that, like one little bit of, uh, of the design there. So. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I was higher on it than you were obviously, but I, I did have the one little issue, but you know, as I played a lot more games, I think I've just sort of adjusted to it because I know that nothing has changed, but I haven't noticed it. So, but yeah, it is a little, there's yeah a weird, that weird little lip on the back. I told you right under the, the trigger mm-hmm. was kind of weird for me. Um, it's, it's a unique, it's a unique thing. Um, uh, okay, so what about the actual application of? Okay, let's let's start. So last week, uh, we what was what were we arguing about? We were arguing a little bit about Astro's Playroom, I believe, in our private mm-hmm. chat. Um, which you can only get if you pay for our sixty nine dollar tier. That's our private chat. Um. Okay, so you were not a fan, I gathered, of the adaptive triggers. Is that correct? Um, not in the way they're intentionally showing them off at full strength all the time in that game. Okay. Um, like I played it in there, like immediately, as soon as you start the thing, they give you like a, here, we're going to show off literally everything in the controller for the first five seconds and then dump you into the game. And that first thing they show you is them basically turning on the haptic motors to full strength and having you pull through them so you can kind of feel what they're doing. And it's just so dumb because it's like you hit a wall halfway through. You can't really move the trigger without pulling hard enough to give you carpal tunnel, which we're gamers like that. Literally, if you've been in here at all, 
you know you do not need extra stress in your hands while playing these things. Uh, and then they add in, essentially, reviving from the grave the pressure-sensitive buttons from the PS2 that we all still have nightmares about um, on, like, the two games where those were implemented. Um, so, so just so we're clear, because I know it's a little controversial, you are anti-carpal tunnel. Is that correct? Anti, yes, anti. I'm, I'm right. firmly against the carpal tunnel. Um, You're not that a fan said, of the after that trait. initial demo where they're just like, hey, we're going to turn these things on to full strength and let you experience what it can do. I'm pro they, carpal tunnel because I really think it'll cut down on traffic in Midtown. <laughs> Delayed, but thank you. I appreciate that. Right? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but after, after that point, they do not like do the whole full strength thing again, which is thankfully, thankfully they don't. Um, and in a few situations, they are used well. Um, in Astro's, Astro's Playroom, not so much. Like, I don't think they add anything at any point to Astro's Playroom. Um, oddly enough, the thing they add is they, in some situations, make it feel almost as good as a GameCube controller. Um, GameCube controller is nice. It is, it is, because they were ahead of their time by having an analog trigger with a digital button at the end of yeah. the travel. So you could feel a nice tactile click whenever you wanted to, like, okay, I'm going to pull it this far, but I don't want to activate something at the very end of it. Then you click, you get the full travel of it. And they're adding this back in with, like, instead of an actual thing, with these haptic triggers. And those are, the, I've, I've had a lot of games use that as, like, we're going to add a final bit of friction right at the end that you'll click through to make it feel like you're clicking through something, um, just like it's an actual button. Like, we've had these analog triggers for years and years, and allowing it to feel more like a button again is neat. Um, yeah. It's neat, but also, you could just put a button there. Um, and anytime it's not that, I've not been a big fan of it, as far as it feeling like it's fighting you on stuff, and feeling like it's just extra extra pull, extra force required, extra strain on your fingers. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think any of that's necessary. Um, <laughs> like, I, I showed you that thing of me, you know, playing that and immediately turning it off, which I would have and completely left it off, except that since we talk about these things, I felt like I had to go turn it back on so I could experience what the games are doing with the triggers. Yeah. Um, uh, Bethesda's apparently talked about how Deathloop is going to actually lock your triggers when the gun jams in that game, hmm. which could be an interesting idea. Cool, yeah. Interesting. Well, like, I have guess, you done but... the spring where you have to like lock, you put Astro in that spring suit? Oh god, the spring to... suit is the worst. It's <laughs> no, it really is. Like that uh... that whole we talked about the blue level being atrocious because it's. I like Tanuki Astro. It's it's. It is a ripoff of the Mario beach levels, complete with penguins lounging on oh, the beach, you. but instead of collecting different coins and stars and, and fun little bits, you collect PlayStation adverts every three seconds. Microchips? 
You get mm-hmm. to see Kratos on a boat. That's cute. Mm-hmm. But uh, but in there, like the reason I hated that one so much is because you do have the spring suit, which all like there are four worlds essentially that have um kind of their own different suit gimmick thing kind of, kind of like a like you were mentioning with the tanuki suit it's basically the same thing where you put on these robotic suits and then have a different uh move set for sections um and you get a spring like one which a is ball or blow into your controller port to like fly or something actually mm-hmm. the, i can't remember the flying one what is the, the flying, flying one's one? just the triggers um, oh it's just the triggers okay um which that one the flying is good that one feels fun the monkey one is kind of neat where you're grabbing stuff the spring one is basically about the same as the spring one as the spring transformation in a lot of the recent Mario games that have had something like that, which is to say frustrating. Like those spring sections in Mario's Mario games are always frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's weird because you move the, I think you actually move the controller for, to make it move after. Yeah. You, you lean it. the controller back and forth. Uh, all, basically yeah. all of these are to show off different weird parts of the controller other than just the general yes. movement. Most of it is the, um, like the six axis motion sensing stuff. Um, how'd you feel with the ball one where you turn into a ball? That was the other one that I didn't like. I did not like the spring one, and I didn't like the ball one because you don't move the ball like you would assume by balancing the six-axis and rolling it. You do it by swiping furiously at the touchpad to get it to move the way you want. Um, which doesn't mean you couldn't do it by six-axis if a developer wanted to, but in but this yeah, case, like yeah, it, you, yeah, you're swiping you furiously at the, the thing, thing, which like it almost seems like that could be good if they could make it feel like you're doing like a trackball, like you were playing Marble Madness or something, but it doesn't feel anything like that. It's just you swiping on this trackpad furiously and then the thing not going the direction you want it to because it just it just never does. Like God intended. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I thought that one was all right. I liked it. it just, and you, it's weird. Like you stop by pushing the pad in, which is interesting. Um... I, I thought that was fine. The only one I had issues working was the where I was supposed to blow into the controller because I had a, a headset oh. in. I I couldn't get just it. Just hit when the I mute had button. In, I... And I w- I mentioned this to Rich beforehand. Uh, if you just mute the microphone, it automatically blows at any of those sections where they want you to blow on the controller. Because I was not gonna fucking blow on another controller. Thank you very much, Nintendo. <laughs> like. Like you will not, you will not bring yourself like, to the level of blowing into. It's a like controller. no, I've done this for like the last several consoles that Nintendo <laughs> keeps saying no. You got to blow on the controller for like fucking no. I'm fucking over that. And oh, then I Sony tried it, and time. thankfully, if you there's a a button underneath the mic at the bottom of the controller you can use to just mute it. And whenever it's muted, those sections just automatically happen, which is so good, so satisfying. <laughs> To not Josh, the immersion of blowing. It's so immersive to blow. I feel like I'm really blowing. <laughs> uh, I don't think I was bothered by any of these things like you were, but I do think it's funny that the, the blowing one was the only one I couldn't get to work really well for me with the with the controller. And yeah, um, you know, no, I. It's funny. I immediately muted it, and like, if I have to do this to progress, I'm turning the game off. But thankfully, because I muted it, it immediately just automatically did the thing. 
which that's good. That's very good. Thank you. Thank you for putting that in there because again, I I'm I'm not fucking blowing on my controller anymore, guys. We're we're done with this. Stop trying to make this a thing. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Mm-hmm. Um did it's weird. Did you finish the whole thing, the whole Asher's Playroom? Yeah, I've finished it and almost completed everything possible to do with it. Um it's because my it kid was really, have like really an... into watching it. He keeps asking me to to play oh. the robot game. <laughs> um, well, good, smart kid. It's funny. Yeah. I, it just kind of ends, though, right? There's no, like, I couldn't find anything. Like, once I went through the last thing, I was like, I guess it's over. I guess that's the end of the game. Yeah. Um, the I wish there was, thing. like, a last, a final boss or something. It's really the only thing that was what? missing for me. You fight an Xbox. There is a Just final so- boss. There is a boss? What do you... What? Did you not beat the game? Is that what's... You get the four worlds. Yeah. And then after that, there's a final boss. And then after the final know. boss, you get a special little self-contained world that takes <gasps> about a minute to run through where you collect advertisements for the PS5 that you've played all this on because oh, you haven't collected enough fucking advertisements le- yet. And it lo- It's... It's supposed to be nostalgic, Josh. It's They're nostalgic. advertisements for the machine you're playing it on. That you've clearly already purchased. I'm already nostalgic yeah. for my PS5. Well, it's What's it's that? for it's for, I'm not. What's it's mostly like? for the accessories and the stuff that you might not have yet, like the camera, which doesn't serve a purpose on this machine. But do they have anything in there for the adapter get... I need because they stopped supporting VR? Sorry. I'll shut up now. Be nice if they oh. did. They've got adapters Although, for everything else. You can collect uh you can collect advertisements for the uh controller splitters for the PS1 and PS2. If you don't touch Astro for a little bit, he puts on his uh VR helmet. So Which is also strange that he does that. I mean, again, they're pushing the nostalgia thing, but specifically ah, eh, whatever. He, like, he, came from, he came from Yeah, he came from a VR game, so it makes more sense from that he standpoint. Came from, but yes. A very good VR game. Mm-hmm. Some would say one of the best. Mm-hmm. And I think Top that's three. why I just was really not feeling just the Sony crap in this one because in Astrobot, Astrobot Rescue VR. Mission, you're searching for stuff all the time. It's a collectathon. That's that's the whole deal. But but you're not collecting advertisements. You're not collecting advertisements. And in this one, everything you collect is another fucking Sony advertisement. I'm like, well, why? I don't. If it's from the past, though, Josh, I don't think that really counts as an advertiser. I mean, like, you're collecting pieces of history. Well, that's true. All those PC Richards ads I saved are pieces of history. They're not advertisements. <laughs> that's true. Because that sale ended last Cause, week. Because you're not mm-hmm. necessarily going to go out and buy... I mean, it's, you know, like you said, uh, people got mad on the Instagram because they were like, well, who the fuck says a monument to capitalism? I think it's supposed to be a monument to nostalgia, you know, because you... you there's there's like that moment I don't want to ruin it but the moment with the PlayStation 1 at the very end I had chills Josh I had chills going up my spine when you land in the I, I don't even want to ruin it just in case someone hasn't experienced it but okay. it was so cool the four a lot of people haven't experienced are, it. are themed on the four gens I can kind of yeah give I, I kind of piece that together and um one neat thing they do I'm not really spoiling everything but when you get to the end you get a piece of music that is essentially 
very, very loosely based off of the either startup music or like menu music from that gen. Um, which is cool. That's a neat way to do. That's something that's actually interesting they're doing with the nostalgia instead of just, here, look at this thing you could have bought from us. Or look at this thing you still can buy for, from us. Products! Um, yeah, and, and those, those musical kind of... That, that was a really cool way to, to bring that back around. I, I really thought those were really cool to, to wrap up each world. I'll have to talk to you. Later. I don't know how I'm missing it. I went through all the worlds. I don't know how I'm missing this last boss. I don't. I don't. Did I leave a? Sounds world like you work? suck at the game. <laughs> I, guess I don't so. know. Unless you didn't. Failed I don't think it was based on collectibles. Again, like I like I mentioned before, I collected a ton of stuff just because my kid wanted to watch me play the well, thing. Well, I'm gonna get the. But... Yeah, I want to get the platinum anyway, so I'll probably do that because it seems like a very a fun little platinum. But yeah, I um. Anyways, so that is Astro's Playroom. What else did you... I know you've only had it for a week. So what else have you actually had time to spend quality time with? Like something worth talking about on the show? I have played a ton of Bug Snacks because that one has caught on with the whole family way more than Astro's Playroom has. Like that, like only only the, uh, the preschooler has been super into Astro's Playroom, but everyone has wanted to watch more. Bug Snacks. Um, My wife is also a big Bug Snacks fan. I've also played Bug Snacks, but not on a PS5, so I can actually talk about this. <laughs> it is well, a, welcome back. It it is a um, Pokemon Snap like, except you're not on rails on a cart, and you do physically capture. Yeah, and you you physically capture them instead of. Yeah. Well, well, no, there are pictures. You, you've got a camera of. to like. Well, get information about the different but you don't snacks. save snapshots yeah yeah but but instead of taking pictures you're still capturing them but as far as like the the rest of the mechanics it's all about trying to find ways to capture them instead of like a you know the, generally the way you capture them in pokemon is just a completely unrelated either random chance or damaging them type system whereas this is more like pokemon snap where you're Okay, this one I can see he's afraid of this thing and he likes this other stuff. I need to lure him out here so I can find a way to to capture him away from this other thing. Um and it's about trying to kind of given the area figure out how around. they interact with their environment. Yeah, to with like the, the environment with the and... with with the other bug snacks around them to get them to mm-hmm. do what you want so you can finally catch something. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's <sighs> I've been kind of, I haven't been as into it as my wife has been, but she's been, if I want to bring my PlayStation downstairs, she's been forcing me to play it <laughs> just because she really likes it. But she did say something that I thought was pretty funny when we were playing it the other night because we kept running in all these weird issues where like bug snacks were not acting the way they were supposed to, or like we would use something on them that like triggered in a goofy way or got stuck in and she was like it she was like did anyone actually play this game i'm like yes i'm sure people worked very hard to play test it but it's it's pretty rough in some places like there's this one thing but we were we kept shooting this like launcher at this uh cheese fly thing like a cheesy poof to catch it and it's supposed to bring it down and we just kept shooting it over and over again it would not bring it to the ground and i was like and then we shot it again and it not brought it to the ground i don't i don't know why that was um Weird. It it's just very weird. Right. Go ahead, Josh. Well, that one in particular, 
you don't need to bring down. You can just catch them right out of the air. Yeah, um, you need to fire the trap at them. Yeah, you can you can fire the trap as a projectile and then just yeah. catch them midair. Um, That's how I was doing it as well. You put the trap on but, the launcher and then activate it in the air. Yeah, but oh, weird. Okay. There are there there are a bunch of like little mechanics that you can use the different tools together, which are really cool. However, like you were saying, there are a few buggy interactions. I've noticed more so with the way different bug snacks interact with each other. Um, like they'll bump each other in a weird way or yeah, something. Yeah, and then they kind of get stuck, um, you know, two of them fighting or something, going off and doing their own thing um, instead of kind of getting back to their path um, yeah. the way they should. And there I've are, little, there are a few well. little bugs here and there like that. I, I ended up catching one of them earlier than I think I should have because I did not have the tool for it. Uh, because of one of those little bugs. glitched it into, like, the... Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of, you know, not really sort of glitched it, but, like, not entirely. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are these pickles that wear a little pickle jar on their back. Yes. To, yeah. to hide in, and you're not supposed to be able to catch them without using something to remove the pickle jar from them um, to be able to oh, then, okay. then... But I managed to, like trick a sandwich into getting getting into a fight with it and knocking its shell off which i don't think is even supposed to happen because i've not been able to make it happen again um but like that's the thing just a few little things here and there where it's just like these these edge cases because there's so much going on with all these different creatures in a small space Um, yeah it doesn't yeah i'm not it it just feels a little yeah like you're saying sometimes you'll be like was i supposed to be able to do that or like you'll have trouble reaper like i was able to actually catch that cheese fly by pulling it down with like there's it's almost like a plunger launcher thing that you shoot in the sky and grab stuff Mm -hmm. and i did it over and over again and finally just for whatever reason it worked and i'm like I don't know why that worked or what, or in some time, I don't know. There, like you said, there's a lot yeah, of, yeah, no, I don't think the intended case with those actually is the way you're describing them, Morgan. Like there I, are, the, I'm know. sure, I'm sure it's viable, but like to me always, it seemed like the thing, the thing that worked every time without fail is what Josh and I were doing, which is actually firing the trap at them. Yeah. Like you get a little platform yeah. that you can use to launch yourself or other bugs, bug snacks or any of your other tools. Or, or any just track, items so. that happen to be on the ground. Um, yeah. Just launch whatever. Um, but then also, a lot of them, there are more than one way to catch, um, which the thing you're mentioning is the, it's like a tripwire deal. Um, yes. And you can trip things that are still flying as long as you set it uh, somewhere At they're going to fly level. through. Um, so that's, that's another way to catch it. Um, that was the weird but thing. I, like, think, I couldn't have I even think, told you, like, I think why that's, like, a later game item than that. Although, I, they give you some freedom as far as how to progress here and there. So, yeah, there's there's definitely And it's one of those weird games where you can find stuff earlier things. than you're supposed to. And mm-hmm. then you'll talk to someone and they'll be like, oh, that's the quest. You've already done it. Okay, let's proceed. I'm like, yeah, I found this thing, like, yeah. half an hour ago. But I guess I was supposed to have it at this point for this quest. And... There's just some, yeah, there's some weird stuff in that game. It feels a little rough, but like the general uh, charm of it is, is endearing enough. Um, At least in my case, my wife's forcing me through it. So I will, I thought I was going to, the thing is like, I'm enjoying the story probably more than I'm enjoying the actual gameplay, I guess. Um, Like the narrative is very weird. Like, I just want to know 
I the writing's know. really strong. The writing is, yeah, it's, it's excellent. Um, the oh my goodness, just the oh, character the names in this game are so ridiculously good. Um, did, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the, the best character's got to be uh what, the, the cowboy guy. I can't, what, what's his name? Wab Wabum? Wab, fuck. Um, Wambone. Wambone? Wambone. Mm-hmm. No, is that it? Wambone? Well, Wambo, but Philbo almost Wambo. always calls him Wambone. Wambone. Yeah, that guy. I'll do violence to you. No, mm-hmm. that guy's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... The story, yeah, there's it's interesting. Him and his poor like, cactus wife. Oh my yeah, god! That uh, he was fucking that cactus. That was great. Well, I mean, he wasn't really fucking it, but it sort of implied that he had. Mm-hmm. He was just staring at it longingly at nighttime. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's that my was... favorite early quest. Is like, hey, I'm really nosy. What does Wambo do at night? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Although I thought it was funny that I was right there in his room with him as he was messing with it. He turned around, I talked to him, and he made no mention of the fact that I was in his house at midnight watching him play with yeah. his cactus. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, and, and then again, like you said, just a testament to the writing. Like Some of the bigger narrative beats come at like these benchmark moments where you kind of have a campfire with the town as you're building it up. And like some of that stuff escalates quick. Like I think it's the third or fourth night whatever when it ends it comes to a head where somebody like turns to wambo and like well maybe that's why your wife left and i'm like whoa this is getting intense yeah, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. yeah that was what i was talking mm-hmm. about i recorded that whole thing because it got like oddly they were going at it i was like this yeah. is pretty funny some yeah. of the and, and as although as enjoyable as the narrative is some of the oh god that lady that sings i can't fucking stand her and then oh, there's another fun. there's like three annoying characters there's this guy that says dog a lot, like saying dog is still funny, like it's 1993, and I can't tell if it's ironic or actually, you know, it's it's hard to tell what their take on, you know, what's up, Morgan, dog? That was Randy Jackson. <laughs> Who the fuck is Randy Jackson? Is he serious? No, I'm I'm dead serious. Who's Randy Jackson? He's one of the Jackson Five. Who are the Jackson you, Five? Oh my fuck! I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Uh, I know Michael Jackson was one of the Jackson Five. Was there a Tito in there? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I'm not. You act like it's like common knowledge that I didn't know all of the Jackson Five. I think no. I think it's weird that you didn't know who Randy Jackson was. Wait, but why are you bringing Randy Jackson up? Oh, the now, American Idol dude. Okay, I got you. Again, like the through, you lost the through line of the entire joke. But anyway, yeah, his whole deal is that he does he uses outdated slang. My favorite is a lot of the characters yes, have, will have a random greeting. Like they've got several of them that they'll cycle through. Um, rarely, rarely, he will walk by you while you're in town. And yell, what's up? <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. I, uh, I, I forget the, uh, Tr- Triffany. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed, there's one, one of the early things she asked you to do is about like stealing a key or something. And if you head back to the cave you find her and you can find the key to her diary. And then a piece of dialogue I really enjoyed is I went into her room and tried to grab her diary, and she watched me do it, and she was like, nice try, that's my decoy diary, though I do appreciate your efforts. 
Is there, there's no other way to cat, like, one thing I thought was a little weird is that when you drop a trap, for example, even at the very beginning of the game, so you go to a radial menu, and that's where you pick your different objects, right? So you pick a trap, and you put it down, and then let's say you want to shoot catch-up to lure a bug into a trap. So you're shooting catch-up into the trap, and then when it gets into the trap, then you have to quickly go back to the radial menu, switch back to the trap icon, and then press the close and capture button. Correct. Yeah, it's a little clunky. I that's what, when I was. They could have used time, a quick like, select what? as far as like some of the, especially the trap, but because you you do sw- end up swapping a lot. It's 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 not the end of the world. It's a little clunky. Yeah, that one's slightly clunky, and also you can tell they know it's clunky because they automate it for the super common ones, like launching a trap, like we were mentioning before. If you get out the launcher. And then get out your trap to put it on the launcher. It will switch your item back to the launcher, so you don't have to go back in the menu to do it. Because they know, well, you're going to want to launch this trap, so they automate that. And then as soon as you launch it, it switches your equipment back to, back the, to trap, the trap, so you don't have to do all the menu stuff there. So like they they knew this was going to come up, but because they only automated on a time, it for yeah. a few items for the really like time sensitive ones. Yeah, like that one. That one makes sense because you're you're going to be trying to catch something midair. So they, they automate that one for you. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's like you said, it's not the end of the world, but it is like I found myself kind of like it's clunky, fighting yeah. with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, and when you it's already not have a trap very intuitive. Out, you have to go back to the trap, but wait for it to let you retrieve it. But you have to kind of explode the trap. You know what I mean? There's kind of a delay. There's just some little things I've been fighting against that like don't really feel that polished. But like in general... The game seems enjoyable enough. I mean, people love bug snacks. What can you say? What's your favorite bug snack? What's the one bug snack that you want to eat the most? Mm. God. There's some good ones. Um, I like the sandwich centipede. The sandwich centipede is pretty good. Um, I thought the cinnamon roll snail was pretty clever because it was a cinnamon roll snail. Yeah, the Sinisnail like is I A, I love that one just thematically there, but also like all all these different bug snacks will turn you know your character to look like them. And if you put them on someone's head, it looks like a pompadour, but also it's literally just a snail sitting on their head. Which is what it is. The awesome, thing yeah. wrapped up. So it's got this great big <laughs> pompadour, but the thing's just crawling across the back. Oh, across their head it's it's pretty amazing i actually don't find it that disturbing but my wife is really disturbed by it when their legs change and stuff like because it's so cartoonish to me like it doesn't bother me but my wife's like oh no his arm turned into a fucking cinnamon roll she's like really disturbed by the, it the so. one that like uh, makes me uncomfortable is that one that's like the rib bug <laughs> oh um, yeah and you change their 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 limbs to the ribs and mm-hmm. you see like the bones the connecting bones sticking and stuff. out and stuff yeah that's the one that i'm like i don't know how i feel about this yeah some are just so ridiculous like the popsicle stick one like okay Hell, those yeah. legs are popsicle sticks okay those ones were annoying as fuck too um but yeah they all have all the bug snacks have some sort of simple puzzle twist like hey if you this this thing is icy and it will chase you down you can't touch it or you'll freeze you should lure it into this warm spring here so that it melts, and then you yeah, can... you, you throw some condiments on the ground, and yeah, you just kind of experiment, and that's kind of the, another bugs Pokemon Snap comparison because in Pokemon Snap, you know, you would try to throw those. What were you throwing in? Po- was it like apples or something? What were you throwing? Sometimes in it was apples. Sometimes it was rocks. 
Yeah. Yeah, you just throw stuff at the what environment. You I, I think apples and I think it was only apples and rocks. Was there anything else? I'm trying to think. Not that I remember. Else. But basically, the apples were the yeah, key kinda... to surfing Pikachu. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe we didn't get Pokemon Sam. That really fucking. The long. year's not over yet. <laughs> and according to that GameStop ad, it's coming out on December 31st. And so, you would still qualify for Game of the Year. So why don't you try being <laughs> fucking honest? <laughs> yeah. Those um, liars. That would be great. It just stealth releases on December 31st. No, but it sounds it like you and your family are really enjoying Bug Snacks, Josh. Yeah, it is. I'm really enjoying the gameplay as well. There are a couple weird... Most of the interactions that are kind of a little wonky ha- ha- seem to do with just kind of the different AIs bouncing off each other a little bit. Um, but other than that, it's I really enjoy the different kind of puzzle aspects of figuring out how you're going to catch certain things. A lot of them are more straightforward, just like, you know, okay, I've got to knock this, the flying thing down so I can get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of the other ones later on are way more complicated. Um, Some of them can be. Yeah. For example, anything that's either freezing or on fire, you've got to stop from being that because if you trap it, it will freeze you or burn you while you're trying to go collect the trap. So you've you got... You know, it's an interesting one. Those tiny ones, I forget where they are, that you have to, like, rehydrate oh, the, to the make... the pop-ticks? Yes, the pop-ticks. Yes. You need to swell them up. Yeah. But, yeah, the way they were... Yeah, I, I don't want to sound too critical because I'm just going to complain too much, but I just had them react in weird ways when I was, like, chasing them down. Like, they're... It was... the um. But a lot of them are just like, oh, there's an icy bug snack over here, and this one's on fire. Maybe I should throw some chocolate at the icy one, and the yeah. one that's on fire will fly down and touch it. It's, it's usually pretty... None of them have really stumped me, stumped me so far. Some of them are way more... Well, again, there's more than one way to do all of this. Yeah. Like, you can find Which a I ton like. of different ways to do this. Like, one of the early ones that I really liked was the uh, Scorpeno. The jalapeno scorpion. The the flaming, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the first flaming enemies. And there's not an awful lot near him to be able to do anything about those flames. Um, I actually didn't, I don't even know how you take care of that one because I, I skipped it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, well, I, I again, I feel like the mechanics are a lot of the stuff, so I don't want to spoil too much. But you've, it, that one is it's one fun. of the harder ones to figure out because there's not a lot of yeah. stuff. It's like a desert. The, yeah, yeah, you're in a desert and you've got to find a way to to deal with this and you've only got a couple options um to do it and it it's just it makes for a more fun puzzle trying to figure out how you're even going to catch this thing without burning yourself. Um it ha- yeah, it has some satisfying moments for sure. Like there are some that feel like that weird ball you get that you can send into holes like Oh, I love holes. that. The, you have the little strawberry guy oh, yeah. in the like hamster ball. Yeah, that you use the laser pointer to guide around. That's so great using a little laser pointer. Um, but again, multi-use. Like it's every 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 tool you've got in this thing has so many functions, um, so many different ways you can use it to solve these puzzles, which are really fun. Um, Phil Baggins. Yeah, for, yeah, for example, that that one in particular, you can use your your sauce packets to shoot at that ball to lure stuff around and then be able to, yeah. you know, you know, make Chase something that fall is, or you. Yeah, or drench your, yeah. 
Yeah, it is kind of it is kind of fun at Drench first. It you know, ranch to, mm-hmm. to see how like like I put it out there and like this crab came and picked it up and was carrying it back to its little lair or whatever. Like mm-hmm. to kind of just see how the world is, even though it's rough at times and it doesn't always work like it's supposed to. To kind of see how the world reacts with itself is yeah. sort of the fun of the game. I yeah, that's Cinderella snail though. <laughs> Okay, so a lot of bug snacks. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Time still- to deliver a pizza ball. <laughs> I don't get it. What am I missing here? He's. It's. It's all right. It's. It's all right. It's all right, Morgan. <laughs> but I want to get it. I want to know what's going Well, on. we don't want you to. <laughs> Is this uh, one of those tricks where you don't actually get it either, but you're just telling me that? Because Fish used to do that too. He used to deflect stuff and pretend like he understood the joke, and then I'd ask him Morgan, later, and he'd be like, "I don't know what they're talking about." What like, an idiot, am I right? <laughs> uh, well, we still have a ton to get. Yeah, unfortunately, what's up, Ramadan Steve? I'm so sorry. This show Yo, you're is very woke, long. Wendy, right? Um, we have we still have more to get to. I still have a couple more questions. We're gonna speed through. Uh, I'll speed through the polls to make them a lot quicker because we need to record some other stuff tonight too. But let's take a quick break, and we'll have more on the PS5 and games we've been playing. Be right back. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here, also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right. Chomp Nation is growing every day. And if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chomp Cast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there you can support us and for just a couple bucks you can help keep us alive and honestly our patrons have basically become family and i want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us and if you don't that's fine too we're just happy that you download and check out the podcast um our biggest and most popular tier we have is just five dollars five bucks you get access to early spoiler casts. That's right, Chomping After Dark. You get those several weeks early. You get access to our top secret VIP Instagram page. That's right. On the podcast, you might hear me say, hey, do you want to be a VIP member of the Chomp cast? And you say, I sure do. I sure do. Well, guess what? Boom. That $5 tier makes you a VIP member. You get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular. And then from there, it escalates. We have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. But just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out. And if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. Until next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. And we're back. Um, so, Josh, just to recap, we talked some Astro's Playroom, and we talked, of course, about Bug Snacks. Um, is there anything else from your first week of the PlayStation 5 you wanted to discuss today that you spent a lot of time with? Um, I played a decent amount of, uh, the Pathless, but I think, I think I'm going to hold off on that one because I, I feel like there's, I've still got a lot to play. 
on that. You want to absorb some more of it? Yeah, I want to to give that a little bit more time before getting too too deep into it. Um I I can give okay. a couple quick initial impressions. Um Yeah. Not that they're I don't know how helpful they'll be cuz it's stuff you can see from like the listing. Um it is gorgeous. <laughs> like it is just a really really pretty art style. Um with just like oversaturated colors. Um and uh Like just bold shapes. Um, this is giant squid. The abzu giant, people, yes, right? giant squid. So it's the the uh, the abzu people. Um, but this one is a much bigger, more gamey open world affair. Open world yeah, it's is got not like exactly bosses but, and stuff, right? Like actual combat and stuff like that. It does. Um, it's wild for them. The. Uh, like the big mechanic here is you run is kind of the thing. Um, mm. And you've got like these little, little talisman things that are floating around the world that whenever you shoot will give you a speed boost, um, which they don't really tell you this, but you kind of figure stuff out by experimenting with it. Um, extends to a speed boost in whatever direction you're going. So if you shoot at something and then time a jump to start just before your arrow lands, it'll continue that speed boost up in the direction, you know, oh, whatever okay, trajectory okay. you currently have whenever it, whenever it hits the target. Um, and you can use this to kind of chain these boosts to do some really fun traversal stuff. The, the movement in the game just feels excellent um it, it, it can take a while to kind of get because without it like whenever you don't that's what it fucking is that's what the all right i we've solved it rich i've solved it <laughs> it wasn't my fucking phone it's this goddamn computer the notifications because well, my phone it's is next to the computer it's giving me the fucking notifications for my phone on the computer all right I'm like, I've got my phone on silent, and I keep on hearing things ring. Sorry, we were trying to solve this on break. We've gotten to the bottom of it, Hardy Boys. We've gotten it. That's, that's why it was not my phone. It was not my phone. It's the... God damn it. Now I've got to solve these notifications on the computer, too. Uh, anyway. It's the God damn it. <laughs> Shouldn't be in the recording, so this is it's just... The God anyway. computer. Um, By the way, uh, God damn it is spelled with two Ds, Morgan. Harvey, check the computer. <laughs> it depends which one you mean. Like if there's well, an it after it. Yeah, which god? It should like still as be its own thing. Because whenever I say "god damn it," I'm of course talking about Zeus. Oh well, I mean it's two D's regardless. Still- but like, I think if you if it's a verb, then it's generally also got a space. God damn it. Yeah. So I'm always God two damn Ds. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not God damn it is a verb. I'm going to do that from now on. Three different words. You see that God guy over there, God damn it? <laughs> I hate it when people are God damn Conflabbit. It. It's rude. Absolute worst. Okay, so we'll check up on the path list because mm-hmm. I want to get to that Sorry, as well. Sorry, we'll I, I up. distracted myself. But anyway, 
yes. if you're not chaining these things together, you kind of you run out of your your very limited stamina meter to keep running, and it kind of you end up going significantly slower. And so until you kind of understand how to make those systems work together, it can kind of it could feel a little sluggish whenever so, whenever you don't have the to option to move well not really you don't have the option like you generally have the option but if you get yourself in a position where you can't you know chain all that stuff together and whatnot it feels a little slow but i think that's intentional to kind of so you learn offset kind of the systems the yeah. other giant squid Experience. had a cool booth at pax it was made of trees I like giant squid a lot. Um, and I like giant squids, coincidentally. Hmm. Um, a big fan of the creature. No, yeah, that's cool. Okay. So, yeah. So it sounds like you haven't spent, you're holding off, you haven't spent a lot of time yet with uh, Demon Souls or Miles Morales, correct? Yeah, not yet, not yet. I kind of, I'm giving Demon Souls some time. I think because it's it's kind of a known quantity at this point. So, um, try, so trying to hit everything else first, just because of time and constraints. But uh, it's just very pretty demon souls, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Know what I'm getting into with that. So. Yeah, that's very true. I was gonna say briefly because uh, I want to talk to you about Seven Acolytes, but I want to switch over and let. Uh, Rich and Shay talk a little bit about Assassin's Creed as well, because I did. Um, I will have a review by the time people have this or hear this show up for Godfall, Rich's sleeper game of the year. Um, no, and uh, me and, and look, I'm right there with you, Rich. We're no, you. We have this conversation. Clearly, we're not on the same page with this game. <laughs> you were. Um, I. I don't necessarily disagree with what you were saying, Rich. We talked a little bit about last week, but. I do feel like if I wasn't playing on the PS5, probably some of those things I'm really enjoying it w- about it would be lost. Um, I really like the feel of the combat, especially with the 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 haptic feedback on the controller, and it looks it, f- it feels great, Josh. I know you laugh, but it does. You can I uh I took my I was playing golf all the other night, and I took my earpiece out, and I I could hear the swoosh. In the controller, that's how good the vibration, the haptic feedback is. No, it's it's a speaker. Um, it's giving me I good hear, no, no, vibrations. No, no, I took. That's what I'm saying. I took the I took the earpiece out. I could just no. There's a the speaker vibration went in the controller. No, there's a speaker in the controller, but that's a different thing. So tell me about the haptic feedback. It's a it's it's a very power. So the best way to explain it is like they try to a lot of, with a lot of games i put in the ps5 they try to make the vibration sort of feel like the motion you know like an astrobot so like if you if it's a big swipe of my sword like i have a big lumbering let's say like two-handed sword and i go whoosh, you kind of feel the vibration take that weird sort of rolling motion in the controller it feels really good i think um yeah they they come close to approaching the hd rumble on the switch in places I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but I actually look. It's not. It's not going to set the world on fire. I get it. It's Godfall. Um, I don't. I don't. So, what's your big issue with Godfall, Rich? I was just curious. You played a little on the computer, right? Nothing for me. Um, it it just feels like a showpiece. I don't know. It. 
nothing about it is pulling me in. The combat feels pretty bland. Um, it, it, it like it's an action RPG with a bunch of mechanics going on that don't feel like they, the game's difficulty really requires you to engage with them at all, and you can pretty easily get by button mashing. Uh, it's and then the 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 story isn't really doing anything for me. It's just I I don't think anything about it is particularly awful. Like it's not like I think it's like a a a fucking pile of crap or anything. I just it's not doing much for me. Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, like I said, I agree with you. It is a showpiece visually for the new. That that's what I was saying. Like I know you're playing on PC, and I think that if I wasn't like. I wanted something to show off how pretty my new console was, and like I keep getting pulled back to that game. It looks, it looks so goddamn good. It really yeah. does. Now you'd I, appreciate it more if it looked slightly worse on the PS5, Rich. Okay, that's good to know. Well, I'm just saying I don't know what he's normally dealing with, but like from going from a PS4 to a PS5, and then playing all my PS5 games, it was like holy shit, this game looks really good, um, like insanely good. So, but I mean, if you buy a new console, you want you want to play something that looks next gen, even if it's not the light in the world on fire. Yeah, you know? I would have bought yeah. Demon Souls. Um, I haven't played Demon Souls yet. That's yeah, fucking insane to me. It's the whole reason about it. No. <laughs> I mean, Demon Souls looks cool. I'm excited to get to it, but look, you're missing the most important thing, Rich. I know this is your no, favorite No, you are. Genre. Demon Souls. Godfall's a loot game, all right? And I know... <laughs> <laughs> loot games. I, look, I'm not afraid to get this out there, all right? It's like a foot fetish thing. I'm not afraid. You can judge me if you want. I, I like loot games, all right? And I'm not afraid who knows it. You're allowed to like loot, game. loot games. I just uh, not everything needs to be a loot game. Is a really See, hard... this is why the other foot fetishists don't admit to Morgan <laughs> being in their group. So like this guy because of the whole loot game thing. No, I don't think every game has to be a loot game either. But in this case, it's a very pretty loot game with satisfying combat. I do actually agree with you. It's it's a bit too easy until you get to your first. No, I'm serious. I I was with you, Rich, until I got a little farther in the game that. As you, as I was experimenting with the different weapons and kind of getting to the different enemy types and how they react together and 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 whatnot, the combat actually does feel good. But I do agree that it's very easy because if you die, there's no real penalty. You can just run back in and just start hacking away at things again, which seems fine. You can right? die in that game. Uh, you you definitely can and will die. Um, until you get to your first bosses, there are these really cool sort of bosses, like showpiece bosses in the game. And they have you have you will die if you die before you get to a checkpoint on the boss's health meter, you will have to start the whole fight over, you know, what the from that sounds so awful. That was where no, it's it, <laughs> they've been really enjoyable. I have, like I said, I'm I, I don't think it's the greatest in the world. I agree, the story is not good. Um, <clears throat> it does, I think, because the art direction is so. I'm gonna put this in my review, nothing looks quite like Godfall, and yet Godfall looks like everything. It, it's a weird thing. It just reminds me of Two Human quite a bit. Again, like, I, I hope people are enjoying this because it, it, I, it's one of those things that can come off with, like, nothing about this game is screaming to me, like, what a piece of crap. It's just, it's clearly not for me. It's a shallow enjoyment. You, you find loot and it's very pretty and the combat feels nice. It's, I, it's, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, that, think I mean, that that's because... the part why I think it's not for me because I don't think the combat feels nice. <laughs> Well, you don't have the haptic feedback as well, and I understand that now the PC that is literally, behind. <laughs> literally, 
has so nothing I can to just, do with the I combat mechanics. It, I could spam the it, A button and the controller would also vibrate a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that it is a little too easy. I'm with you 100% on that, Rich, and that's something I'm actually going to address in my review as well. Because on one hand, it's accessible because you, you could just keep running back in, if, especially if you're playing by yourself, but it is it is on the easy side. You can go to for quests that are like a level or two higher than you without any real problem because there's no real penalty for death. Um if you have a boss down to like a quarter of his life and you die, you run back in, the boss is still at a quarter of its life. There's no... There's, you said the exact no, opposite just a minute ago. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about like... um, So the game has like these smaller sort of... Like you go on like hunts. Like, like a mini boss. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. but it it's kind of nice how the game does it. Like it's sort of like a hunt thing. It's like a very sh- like low-end monster hunter sort of thing. Like I hesitate to make that comparison. Um, As you should. Because you'll... You'll go to the the map screen and it's kind of like a Destiny esque thing where you can see different missions and it shows you the rewards you get for them. But when you actually do the mission, it says engaged on this hunt and it'll show you them. Like there's this one really cool one where you fight this alligator named Sobath, you know, based off of Sobek. Um, Sobath, Sobex, yeah, sorry, Sobek, um, the Egyptian thing, and uh, you know that old that old chestnut. And it, the alligator will walk right up to the screen and it'll go, dun, 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 Sobek Hunt or whatever. It's really kind of cheesy and cool. I like it. And then you track it down kind of like you're, but it's, again, it's really shallow. You're not like hunting the monster like in Monster or anything like that. But it's like, it's called a hunt, right? And those ones you can, and like smaller bosses, like you said, mini bosses you can do over and over. But the big bosses, like the temple bosses in the game and stuff like that, you have to finish those or it's chunks of those without dying. It's a little more tricky. And I just got to this boss right now at the very end of the game, as I'm approaching the end game, that like it's a double boss where you're fighting two at once, and when I died, they had I they had all their life back, so I'm kind of vexed by um, what's going on. Anyways, like I said, it, I don't it, for all those people out there that'll probably throw the Metacritic at me, I know it's not being received very well. I'm They're not going to throw the Metacritic like a, at you. Only you do that. It's I'll I'll throw the Metacritic at myself. It's got like a sixty something Metacritic. It's not very good. That means it's averaging a lot of sevens and a lot of fives. I'm on the seven end of things. I think Rich is probably on the five end of things. No, lower than you know? that. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? But if you if you had a PlayStation Five, you might be on a higher end of things. I don't think so. Get yourself and, a lot, a, and it feels good. Get yourself the an adapter. Or a GameCube controller that way you yeah. can have that that haptic feedback of the button at the end. Let of your me just travel. let me just you know I'll just start playing really, it at a lower resolution really and see like, if that I makes do. it better I, for me. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, <laughs> it's really nice having a click at the end of your trigger travel again. But again, that's that's like the only good thing that it does with that whole thing. Well, the haptic feedback is just the feeling of the vibration and the motions. I'm not talking about the triggers necessarily, but those do feel good. In this yeah, case. and then again, like I'm. It's it's almost as good as the HD Rumble. It's it's not as good as everyone's saying it is. Like it's it's marginally better Rumble, but there's also a speaker in it to give you more than one sensation feeding I, back. I will respectfully disagree well, with you. Well, because Josh, you don't I understand what's going on. Amazing. Like literally, that's what's happening. I there are sounds there are associated with this... all the stuff going on there. There are times where you do hear the speaker, for sure. Like, we were talking about with Snatch, they say their name, and there's definitely other times the speaker is being used, but just generally speaking, the speaker is not what I'm referring to. I'm speaking to the... Almost like, all And when you're playing floors. Astrobot, Josh, and you feel the water droplets in the controller... That's the speaker. That's... No. The speaker's playing sounds with that. The speaker plays sounds for all the floors Josh. you walk on. 
Well, you should research the haptic feedback and get back with me because I think that you're wrong in this case. I I'm saying literally that played I think it. That you're wrong. The, the whole point of the haptic feedback is it's not the speaker. It's the control. It's the feeling. It's, it's, it's the, the sensation. What's next? Godfall. Check out my review, swordchomp.com. Um, Rich, you want to get out of here and go get a beer real quick? That. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Hey, that sounds romantic. You guys can't do that. Um, why don't you guys get a beer and talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Yeah, I wanted to point out, by the way, that he said he was going to let us talk about Assassin's Creed, and then he talked about Godfall for 15 minutes. Uh, well, I just, sne- I just sneak it in there. So uh, yeah, I've been playing Godfall uh, for like yeah, two sne- weeks straight. Sneaking it in there. Uh-huh. I have finally uh, jumped headfirst into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I know we, we've talked about it plenty here, but I thought I could uh, offer some additional insight as somebody who has played uh, the past Assassin's Creed games, because I'm, I'm coming off very high on this, and I think this may be my favorite of the past three. Uh, Were you high when you played it, though? I am high when I do most things. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's mainly because of how it kind of improves on Odyssey, the things that didn't work for me with Odyssey. Um, the the most no it trims a lot of the fat from odyssey which was a, a good game that just had too much going on uh we already talked about the differences in the world events and like quest stuff like that but in general the smaller map just feels less cluttered um and aside from just being like there's less to do and the stuff you're doing feels more substantial than all of the clutter that was in odyssey um i really like where the story's going because it handles really well. The one thing I think Odyssey, I, I didn't like in Odyssey was that Odyssey seemed to kind of forget it was an Assassin's Creed game. Like everything yeah. that involved the Assassin order was like so tertiary and inconsequential that it's easy to forget what game you're playing. Uh, Valhalla does not have that problem. And I, I'm really enjoying the story. Uh, what, what I've played so far, I probably put like 10 hours in. Did you did you find the initial stuff to be pretty boring up until you got past the title screen? Because I was not really that. It's it's definitely a, a slow that. burn of a start. Once you're in England and getting your settlement going, that's when the game really picks up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and like I was talking about it last week. You weren't here last week. I made a lot of comparisons to Red Dead Two just because of how slow burning that title screen comes up. How it's kind of like in a snowy place, and then. The, the sprawling world kind of opens up uh, how you're like building your own settlement up. If a lot of that feels very similar um, mm. to how red dead two was, I, but did you get one, vibes of that at all? A little bit. I don't think it's as slow of a burn as red dead. And I don't mean this as a knock against red dead. I just red dead is a very long opening. Like you can kind of blow out of the Norway stuff in like two to three hours. Um, and then yeah, I, re- I, I really fair. do feel Ooh, once you get to England, it hits the ground running. It does. What do you consider? Yeah. Okay. It really does. Did you end up doing, so I <laughs> talked about it last week. Uh, the, there's a mission where you go to meet a Viking, uh, in a cave with a polar bear. Did you do that side mission? I did do that mission. Was that um, fucking awesome, or was that fucking it, the, awesome? The, the Berserker recruiting, correct? Yeah, yes, that, is a, yes. that is a very cool mission. I just like this dude in the cave. He's like, why don't you go on a hunt with my bear? And maybe if my bear likes you, we work together. 
Yeah, yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that whole thing. Like, um, yeah, it was a really cool side mission, and that's a lot of what I talked about last week. How I kind of judged it pretty harshly from the beginning, just because the beginning is the beginning is the you know the prologue, the exposition stuff, and then once you actually get into the game, you get into England, it starts really opening up and becomes a lot faster pace and a lot more fun. And the the other, like, uh, again, like, just noticing the changes from the past, too, like, this game fixes, I think, where Odyssey and Origins were at their weakest, that it feels like an Assassin's Creed game in a big way for the first time in a while. Like, stealth feels viable again in a way it hadn't in the past, too. Like, sneaking into an encampment and taking everybody out in stealth is very much an option again, and it feels really good uh, when you can pull that stuff off. Yeah, in the in the prologue, you don't really get to do that stuff. And then when they give you that option again and they start showing you the modern world stuff, it does start to feel like, oh, okay, I am actually playing an Assassin's Creed game. And that was really nice. Like, it actually feels like they took all the best stuff from Odyssey and then were like, okay, then where's all the stuff we kind of ditched when we moved to this bigger RPG format that was Assassin's Creed stuff? And they've marred it back together and... I really feel like they found a good formula at this point. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems seventeen Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Assassin's Creed games later. They found well, in, in terms of the reinvention of it, which was with Origins. Yeah. Also, they made good on um what I thought was Odyssey's greatest misstep: getting rid of shields. Uh, shields and Origins were great. Now I can equip two. Ten out of ten. Oh yeah. <laughs> Most important quality of that. Dual shields is I, the uh... way to fight. Maybe. I just I knock really... people down and stomp on them. It's a viable strategy. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I was like, I was gonna ask a question, then I spaced it because I got distracted by shields. Oh yeah. So the synchronization points. I mentioned this on the podcast last week. The other two have no frame of reference. I don't. You're playing on PC, correct? Yes. Okay. So when I was doing the synchronization points, basically Avor looks you know, high quality graphics, the background as the camera's moving around you is a little bit overly blurry. Um, it's oh, is this going to be about the birds? And then the fucking birds. Yes. I don't know what the fuck is going on with these birds. These They look like PS1 era birds, do they not? Yeah, I don't know. Who's in charge of the birds? Fire I really them. don't know what it is. It's so weird. It the fucking the birds look terrible. The entire game experience the first time I saw it. It really it's very did, it's like, very weird. It's super weird, man. Like yeah. they uh, with, they need to bring back the uh the computer glitch type stuff that they had in the first one to make just, up for like, the crappy graphics. <laughs> yeah, the animus can't get the birds right. Yeah, remember remember that cuz it made the game look much better in places where it really just yeah. couldn't do a job. And you're like, oh, no, it just, Animus is, is not, we've got some bugs to work God, out God, they should write that into the narrative, like, Animus just can't do birds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just can't well, do... It, it felt like that's kind of what they were going for when you're doing that, but because it doesn't have that, that those little tech blips and glitches, yeah. those physically... Yeah physical ones that you can't really tell, and it just looks like they... What the hell's going on? ...animated it absolutely terribly. Oh, Shay, I have what I'm going to say is the most important question for you, though. Okay. Did you get the cat? Did I get what? The cat. 
No, I didn't even know you okay, could do that. Okay, you're going to want to go around East Anglia. You're going to find a uh, world event in East Anglia in one of the towns where you have to help a little boy uh, chase down a cat. And when you're done, uh, you find out that the said cat was a uh, a Viking ship cat at one point in his life. And now that cat is on my long ship all the time, just hanging out. And I love him. I fucking need to do that immediately. Yeah. Sadly, Shay, I went to check out on the PS5 for you, and it loaded your cloud save. Um, so I I couldn't because we're sharing it. So I I couldn't I can't actually check out my file. I couldn't bring my file over because you know the PlayStation doesn't allow the USB drive shit. Yet, well, so. why don't you upload your save to the cloud? It didn't. It only had one file there. Oh, from my other PlayStation. You have. That's how you have um, to do it. You have to do it yeah, from I, the PS4. For whatever reason, it saved all my other had all my other cloud saves automatically, but that one was not saved or recent. And once I've unplugged my PS4, I'm never plugging in it again. So um, I probably so, throw in the garbage. Glad to hear you're being reasonable about it. <laughs> it's it's gone. It's dead to me. No, it was unfortunate, but I wanted to tell Shay if it you know let him know if it looked good or not on the PS5. But I fortunately Shay was in some sort of swamp, and I couldn't really tell. It was very dark. So <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. should I run around in Shay's game? I was like, no, no, let's not do this. Wait, you have but, um, access to my game? Uh, well, I do now. Yeah, I had access to your save file somehow. So yeah, I guess. Oh, I, do. I didn't know now, you had it, access to that. I don't know if it's your game or just your save file on my system. Now I would save as it's confusing. The whole file. If sharing he's thing loading posting. from the cloud, it'll affect it. Otherwise, no. As long as he's loading a local, like. You have his most recent cloud save. He's probably not loading a cloud save whenever he logs in. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you should be fine. And I'm not going to play it anyway. I deleted it from my PlayStation 5 for now. I'll come back to it later. Um, yeah. yeah. That's fair. I'm going to end up writing a review for this game, uh, <laughs> even though I was the last person with access to it. It'd be nice. If you write a review for it, Rich, that would, that would be great. Because then if you write I a review fully for it and you're to. higher on it, and we're high, and you're higher on it than us. I can send it to Ubisoft, and then it makes it sound like I actually like the game, and I'm mostly indifferent. So that's great news. And you're being genuine, so it doesn't feel fake. So yes, no, I like this game a lot. Um, <laughs> I in, I intend to stick with it. They're like, cool. thank you for sending us your review three months later. You're welcome. Um, okay, well, it still came out this month. <laughs> you know, a lot of these games are well, still going to be fluid but... throughout the holiday season because everyone's still getting their new consoles so they're all going to be relevant up until the end of the year for sure yeah let's do some polls let's do it oh no no we we skip josh we have to we have an important game with josh we have to start it with josh um we have we were provided a code about seven acolytes um morbid seven acolytes this is a code provided to us from the developer josh played a shitload of this game on stream and uh, so I definitely want to talk about this game to see because Josh was interested in this game. And this is a game we did have access to get codes for from the top from somebody who didn't know anything about the game. It looked like sort of an ice it, in a weird way. It reminded me of that isometric game on PS1 uh, Legacy of Cain. Do you remember that game? Do you remember that really? Yeah, weird? it's been a while. Uh, um, yeah, it is. Somewhere between. And very much inspired by um, Doom, or sorry, not Doom, but Diablo and Souls games. 
Um, yeah, it's it's isometric souls. Yeah, it's it's an isometric souls like um, with uh, Diablo style inventory and upgrading your equipment with different runes and stuff. Um, does he get? Does it have random loot? I don't know what's random. Um, a lot of it is is guaranteed spawns um including chests and whatnot like if you go through an area the chests will respawn with the same loot back in them um which is a good way to get um because the gear is closer to like a souls like game where like you'll get the same weapon and you can choose how you want to upgrade it like i want this one to be a fire type version of this one particular weapon um but also is kind of got some of that Diablo influence because instead of like, like in souls games, basically all the weapons are more or less identical as far as what can be effective. Not strictly because some of them are just, just end up being slightly better. Um, even though the numbers are supposed to end up in about the same place, they just, for whatever reason, they just end up being stronger. Like you can just, anyway. Um, whereas in this one, you'll just find better versions of essentially the same weapon um, as you go. Um, hmm. So you're already familiar with using it, but you're just like, oh, there's a better version. Yeah, this of is that a better version of it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start over and um, try it with this. You know, try this new weapon. Um, oh, start over. So is it a? It's a rogue. No, kind of no, thing? no. Start over. Like with just, you know, uh, and get rid of all the all the runes that you've put into the weapon you've already been leveling oh, up Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, kind of respec or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I ain't get no respect. The, the... Thank you. Interesting thing about it so far is that you don't really level up. Um, like, uh-huh. like, you do. You've got experience and you get points, but you put them into leveling up specific blessings that you get um, that you can then equip these blessings to increase like a specific thing. Um, So you're not just leveling up and getting stat increases across the board or saying kind of like in a souls, like, Oh, I want, I want all these points to go into, um, you know, increasing my stamina or something. Um, You get, blessings that you can then swap in and out at will um depending on the situation which i think is a good way to handle that because a you can't just infinitely stack one one stat um like you so you could you know just get so much health that you'd eventually be unkillable or something like in in a souls game like you'll you'll have one that will increase your healing or not your healing but your your health but you can only upgrade it 5 times um so it kind of has a a much lower cap it has a cap on, on how yeah. you do things and then at at later points you're not continually upgrading that same thing over and over again you'll start leveling up different blessings be like okay in this situation i think i'd much rather have bonus damage to bosses or something like that um but another side effect of that is that since you're not going to change your overall power level quite as much 
um, outside of like weapons, which I'm I'm not sure how much those are going to scale. If that's going to be just like um, night and day difference as it goes on. Um, yeah. But but not counting the weapons, everything else you're. It seems like it's something you could do basically at base level, which again, like you can you can do that in a Souls game, but it's it's really tough. And this one seems like it might be slightly more doable. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's. I've really been enjoying it. I kind of i I was interested in it from a lot of the animation work I'd seen early on in development that they'd kind of been showing off, because um, it is an isometric pixel art game with yeah. just some huge, really well designed monsters and especially bosses that you fight. Um, That's why it reminded me of Legacy of Cain, but like you said, or. Diablo, because um, I, I remember having memories of the PS1. Why why is the the morbid in the title? Is that just an implication that you fight a bunch of really gross shit, basically? Um, yeah, the enemies in this game are... Um, I don't know if, we'll, I'll, if I'll find out exactly what it is as far as, like, a lore reason, but they're essentially, like, these, um, like, spores or... Um, growth type looking things um, that will hmm. take over like they, they can't live without a host that will take over like the different wildlife there or different different people like um, you're, you're from like a tribe of, of people who used to live on this used to live in this place before um you know, before it kind of got overrun by all this stuff and you've been trying to take it back for generations, uh, essentially with no success. Uh, and, and now it's your turn. So you're coming there to try to fight your way through there and see if you can reclaim the homeland, um, from all these monsters that have taken it over. And from a lot of the people that came before you and then get corrupted, um, which leads to some really cool fights. Uh, and those those are essentially the the acolytes in the in the title are the they're people that came before you and who got corrupted uh, that you all oh, you have to go okay. you have to fight all of them so you can hopefully then go take take out the big bad. Um, okay, but yeah, I've been I've that been really enjoying neat. it. It's got it's got pretty solid combat, very souls like you know managing your stamina to make sure you can roll away. Uh, On a scale of one to un, ten, how un, tough un, is it? interruptible animations so you're like your your animation locked if you if you go for a swing you are sitting there for that entire animation which is super noticeable for a lot of the heavy weapons and whatnot so it's kind of if if you know souls likes that, that's kind of what you're getting here um sorry i was kind of interrupting your question i was still talking through it but uh, oh i don't you're fine on a scale of one to ten how brutal is this thing would you say difficulty wise for you granted you're um i don't think it's the most difficult um early on it's pretty brutal as you start learning the stuff because your animations are fairly slow with the default weapons. They're not they're not like super slow, but they're they're pretty slow and learning timing to uh to block enemies to roll out of the way. Uh there there's not really a block block, there's just a parry, so to 
block something, you've got to time everything perfectly. And the enemies attack quickly. Like, they don't have huge wind-ups. Um, and learning, learning the timings was pretty rough uh, trying to do that. It's, it's a whole lot easier to just roll out of the way. Um, okay. But, but if you parry, you do bonus damage, just kind of like in, in other Souls games. So there's incentive to learn that, but that is pretty tough. And you can, you can avoid that if you just would rather roll out of the way of stuff. Um, you're not really penalized for dying in this game, though. So if you're just kind of beating your head against a wall, um, you're not going to like lose all your souls or something like that. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. So you're you're really not penalized for all the dying. So I feel like in some places they kind of really ramp it up, um, compared to other areas where they're they're just expecting you to learn a new thing somewhere, um, and that's that's gonna be kind of person to person whether or not they like that. Um, I kind of felt like a few of those spikes were a little bit tough as far as, um. Kind of getting over the hump, yeah. kind of a thing. Part of it was I was I really wanted to learn the parrying, and uh, so like you wanted to, yeah, yeah, like okay, like I'm fucking sucking at this, but I can see there's no penalty for dying. We're just gonna go die a dozen times in a row trying to learn how the parrying works in this game. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think you could get much farther than that, but like some some of the difficulties in the game come from how you want to tackle certain things and like i wanted to learn how the parrying worked so yeah i'm the same way I, I try to learn parries and it's just like a brutal process of just like why is this why am i sucking so bad at this yeah parries. <laughs> tell you well that's cool i'm glad you're enjoying it um shout out to uh merge they are the developer merge games and evolve pr for getting us in touch with that code so we could play it um ubisoft for the assassin's creed code and of course counterplay and uh games for helping me get in touch with a code for godfall a lot of games that we discussed today um and actually I'm sorry, they escaped me for a brief moment their counterplay, but the actual publisher was Gearbox. So they helped me a little bit. Um, so yeah, playing a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff there. Um, and normally if you're if you're new to the show, we round up, well, the last, you know, couple minutes here, we'll just have a good time, round up some polls from social media so we can giggle our way on out here. So thank you for hanging around. It's been a long one. Uh, man, that's... a long one. <laughs> you know we just had a lot to talk about today so that's good Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of amazing comments to read so thank you to everyone who left them well worth it been a long Um, one and that's what she's and people don't even know that we're going to get ready and do another podcast right after this because that's just how devoted we are to you because we love you if you want to let us keep talking and uh I know you're kind of just delaying trying to pull up your information right now. Just get your information up. <laughs> I was just actually I was making a pitch for Patreon. Oh, pitch it then. I was, Fuck. I was going to say, yeah, if you love... Uh, Char- Shay's getting very stressed for time, I can tell. I can see the stress in his eyes. <laughs> and you're still talking. <laughs> um, well, don't stress me out too. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see here. 
60% of our audience said they could make a case for Cyberpunk being the most anticipated game of all time. Wow. 60%. That many people who completely forgot about Final Fantasy 13 and Mass Effect 3. Well, <laughs> and Final Pokemon. Fantasy 13 and was, Animal Crossing. was the most anticipated game of all time, and then it became the most disappointing. Mm-hmm. Animal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought those Final Fantasies would be the ones you brought up, Josh. That's surprising. Well, 13, think about how long it took for 13 to finally come out. No, and 15 it was the, 15 was the they, one that took And they 10 had years. like eight different games that it was going to be before and they finally released it and yeah, the Nova had scrapped almost stuff. all of it. And also 13 was the first ne- uh, the first uh next like the, the first time they were making a big deal out of it being a next gen Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's true. I remember the hype around that game. It was huge. But I w- I would still even say Pokémon and Animal Crossing are both probably bigger. I would even say Red Dead 2 Pokemon. had more hype. Than what Cyberpunk currently is. I don't think that's true. I definitely think that's true. Absolutely. Eh, maybe just in certain circles. No, it's not just in certain circles. I'm like, I was talking (laughs) privately with somebody about this, and Red Dead 2 was fucking plastered everywhere here in Japan. Oh, it had crazy, it had crazy marketing. Well, that's what, that's a part of the hype. Look, guys, let's not fight. Um, but you're all wrong. It's definitely the most. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It's it's. I would say, look, you guys back in my day, Metal Gear Solid Two was the most anticipated game I ever saw. It was probably Socks the Cat rocks the hill for the SNES. <laughs> I think it honestly would have to probably go to any Pokemon game. Which poke? Huh. That's interesting. I don't. I think they're all very anticipated, but I can't think of one that was like, oh, you know. Golden How about Silver this? were huge. Pokemon Go. Yeah. And my ass. <laughs> that was one of the most hype games of our generation. We're talking about like anticipation. There was like, anticipation was... as fuck for that game. What are you fucking high? No, I remember it was only this... four years ago. I remember the we Zeitgeist. We all anticipated the servers finally not yeah. crapping out so we could log on. That is true. No, Josh, I remember the Zeitgeist. I remember the Zeitgeist of like when it was happening. I don't remember like a lot of people waiting around for it to happen. Dude, no. All of my friends were fucking talking about that game at the time. They're, like social media was fucking talking about it leading up to it dropping. I think what we're learning here is that you know, where your influence or where your like you said, circles or friends or whatever corner of the internet you're on is probably going to vary depending on, you know, what you consider your hype level to be. They're all, all the games we're discussing were very highly anticipated games for sure, but... Um, Cy- Cyberpunk just isn't in that conversation, I don't think, because it's there's a lot of anticipation in the U.S. and I'm sure a few other countries like Australia and maybe one or two countries in Europe. But you think about Pokemon... That game gets fucking universal commercial success, universal hype around the fucking world. And it's the same with Animal Crossing. Hmm. Like, I, I can't see there being a world where you could legitimately say Cyberpunk has more hype than either of those games. And I don't even like Animal Crossing. I have zero affinity for that game. And I would say there was way more fucking hype around that game. That's interesting, Shay. Interesting take. I appreciate that. Don't necessarily agree with it, but 
I respect where you're coming from. Okay. Fair enough. I, I was hoping that you'd get a little <laughs> bit more angry so I could start yelling longer. But no, that's okay. I'm I'm okay with us ending it right there as well. Agree to disagree. Uh, at the end of the day, our audience is right, and we can't argue with them, guys. 60% of them say <laughs> that's the yeah. rules. Yeah, no. 60% of them can't remember the two games I mentioned that blow them out of the... What What is it? Cyber... Water. Blow you out of the water. Yeah. Guess no, what, Josh? Your invisible I, game? It, it's yeah. coming out. Um, does this sound bring you immense joy? Is he rickrolling us? What's happening? What's Yeah, what is the joke? <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. <laughs> We're gonna have to pay for that if I sing anymore. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that was. I really don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, and I'm very sorry. Oh, God. No, in all seriousness, I don't know where that came from or what was happening there. So Let's go, Joseph. Uh, anyways, I asked our audience if the PlayStation sound... Love that sound. That was the best one. Yeah. Like, hands down, the best one. I mean, immediately warped yeah. to, like, ten different memories all at once. Yeah. It, it's a warm feeling washes over you. Yep. Yeah. Like, like that, the PS1 startup and the GameCube startup are, like, the, the only two remotely in the top tier. That's why, to this day, I leave that uh, PS1 anniversary theme on the PS4. Because mm-hmm. when you start up your PS4, it makes that sound if you have that theme on. Mm-hmm. Astrobot does. Yeah, the really the cool only other startup sound that really compares at all is like the old Performa Mac startup sounds. Like I, I have a fondness for the game, and it's it's, it's just it's just like a just like a single note, or not a single note, but like a single sound. But anyway, that's the reason they brought that back in the latest updates because. Even they knew that they'd done wrong by getting rid of that thing. But sadly, the PlayStation Five, as beautiful as it is, does not have a fancy uh, startup sound. So mm-hmm. that will nothing super memorable, at least. Eighty-three uh, percent of our audience said yes. That brings immense joy. It's so good. To their soul. It sparks it joy. Really, the thing I love about it too is it's like really long, and there's like these weird twink twinkles at the end. It's like it's a good. very long, strange. Sound. It's yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like it's it really it weird. goes on for a long time. Like it's way longer it's, than it's, it should. It's it's it's, 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 a, it's like the Dolby sound. Which just like, yeah, just, it goes on oh, longer yeah, than you yeah. think it's going to. Yeah, but I the feel Dolby like one is good. Dolby's good, but I feel like that original PlayStation is better. Yeah. It's number one, right? With a bullet? I can't yeah. think of one that could talk. I said, again, like, as far as console startup sounds go, I also really have a fondness for the GameCube startup. It's good. Was that like the... Yeah, where like it's that? a cube going and forming a logo. It's like... Yeah. The coolest thing about that was that it was... You could change the sound by holding down eight. certain button combinations. Yeah, you could change the sound. You could also by by, you know... By holding buttons, you could also get that to then change, and then instead of going from that, move into the menu, into the startup yeah. menu, uh, without having to eject the disc like, like you I'll, had to for like the PS One. So I'll I'll always remember that one, like because the thing about the startup sound on that is it had like that impactful sound with each step of the cube, and I think if you held down Z, it just changed it to like a rubbery sound, like it'd be like or 
Yeah. It was just, it was fun. It was, it was fun to play with. Sound of someone having sex on a mattress. Um, on a mattress? 81%. Yeah, you know, a cr- <laughs> yeah, like a crazy place to have sex. Mm-hmm. Seems like 81% a, of our audience said. Unnecessary sorry, qualifier most of the time. Bro, that's crazy. It's like having breakfast at the table. Let's bring a mattress. <laughs> um, can you trust someone that hates cheese? 81% of our audience says, no, you can't trust someone. I hate cheese. Now, I will say to all those lactose intolerant people that messaged me like myself, yes, I know. It sucks. You messaged yourself? cheese. Why would you message yourself? No, because I'm, lo- I'm lonely and the, the Maybe sound Maybe write me... it down if you really think you'll forget it. But... <laughs> because you know, I'm lonely and the sound thinking... gives me dopamine. That said. I message myself all the time. Messaging yourself is still one of the easiest ways to get a photo to another machine, which is beyond stupid that we're... Emailing yourself is. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Still the best but way I like to, to do that. That I'm lactose intolerant because I like to feel the rush of the shits slide out of my ass while I'm on the toilet. Mm. It gives me a certain they don't really rush slide, in but... life that nothing else quite comes close to. See, what's crazy is for me, my entire body is broken. So, like, I sit down on the toilet. It's like opening an old book bag and just shaking it out. <laughs> Have you been workshopping that joke, Rich? I feel like you said that, told someone that before. You just had that book bag thing on tap. And I know a, a joke that's workshopped when I hear it's like a Snickers wrappers yeah. and a bunch of sand in there for some reason. You're like, you don't yeah. know where half this shit came from. Like, were we at the beach this year? Where the fuck did the sand come from? There's always sand in there, though. It's always oh, sand. Shay, I wouldn't, I when wouldn't did say we take this bag to the beach? It's more of a burning, like, <laughs> gush out than a slide-up, but I'm with mm. you. Yeah, I like being lactose intolerant sucks. I, yeah. Everyone's I, I lactose really intolerant. Problem. And Literally I, everyone. I slightly cute cheese story that I will tell you guys off the air. I can't tell you on the air. But oh, I'm busy once we're off the air. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck you, too. It's got a quality shit lined up. <laughs> The the <laughs> <coughs> you guys don't the listeners don't know this, but once the podcast stops, Rich doesn't even talk to us. He he just locks off and leaves. It's real. Yeah, weird. it's in my contract. <laughs> Not until the end of year one is he gonna stick around. So we have another month of this shit. And even then, I only have to do it once a month. <laughs> He's like a cat. Um. This was the bonus poll, and everyone, everyone in our fucking Patreon. How is there a bonus Discord. poll? The amount's arbitrary, and you decided. Look, if I get to posting the podcast and forget I have a poll, and then remember I want to put it up, it becomes a bonus poll because I forgot about it. Okay, hmm. that's the simple parameter. Whatever, bro. <sighs> Preferred eatery: Applebee's first oh, Chili's, and the show. Sixty-three percent of the audience said. I want my baby, 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 snacks. Chili's wins. Yeah, no shit. I prefer Applebee's, but Chili's is good, too. I like Chili's. It's fine. I was telling him, Josh, Applebee's has a quesadilla burger that... Oh, sorry. Quesadilla burger. Oh, my God. Fucking Christ. I'm going for a walk. Now you... Everyone, everyone now knows exactly how much salt to take this recommendation with. 
You remember, you remember well, a few weeks a ago when salt. he tried to convince us that it was an inside joke with him and his wife? <laughs> well, it's my it is. I we say quesadilla around the house. That's why I can't break the habit. You know? oh, okay, it's like a cute thing with your kids. Quesadilla. Yeah, it's going to be a cute thing with me. them in public in front of people who they, you know, want to not think that they're incapable of saying quesadilla. Look, quesadilla sounds cuter, and quite Does frankly, it? that's all that matters. No, quesadilla. A quesadilla is, I'm pretty sure that's the name of a bug snack. Uh-huh. It's an armadillo quesadilla. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Minus the armadillo. No, but they have a really good thing called a quesadilla burger, and it's it's delicious. But yeah, I mean, they're both at the same kind of restaurant. It's the same thing. Um, but I was surprised. You know, Applebee's got its ass kicked. Look, I was wrong. It was an obliteration. Chili's. What's your go-to chilies? What do you guys like from chilies? Alcohol. Margarita burger, maybe? Okay, twofers. Do they have chilies in Japan, Shay? What? Sorry, the connection lagged. I didn't hear anything you said. Oh. Uh, Do you have a chilies in Japan? Just one. (laughs) No, Mark. Real question. No. They do have TGI Fridays. There you go. You know, that is the trifecta, right? TGI Fridays, Chili's, and Applebee's. I did hear, no, Shane. TGI Fridays is the only one that makes edible food. Define edible. I mean, Luminum. not not Chili's. Or Applebee's. <laughs> Chili's above Come Applebee's. On. Those places are expensive, Josh, because the food no, is good. No, they're not. Let's not what? kill ourselves. They're not expensive. I mean, the burgers are, well, if you go there and order a burger, guys. because they charge the same amount for every meal. Yeah. No, I mean, so it, they're they're more expensive than you normally... Well, I mean, to be fair, Rich, if you live in a place with a bunch of fancy restaurants, yes, it's it's the low end. But I live in Great Falls, Montana, all right? It's like it's, you can walk walk in with $20 and get a meal. It's not really that expensive. If, well, if I take a date to Applebee's, I'm like a high Then that's order, really weird, because right? you have a wife. <laughs> Zambo. If I take a date to Applebee's, the date's canceled before it starts. Mm -hmm. He's not wrong, though, in Great Falls. Applebee's. Yeah, whenever you suggest Applebee's is the place to go on a date, they just say they'll meet you there, and you know what it means. To be fair, I guess maybe they they meet up with a different date in Chili's. Yeah, because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they like they want somebody who knows what's up. You ever like then again, have if it's Great that? Falls, they they may say, oh, you know what, I may go. At least it's not Fuddruckers. Does yeah. Fuddruckers still exist? Yes, in places, yeah. We we drove them out of New York, much like uh, St. Patrick drove the snakes from Ireland. Yeah, we yeah we have Fuddruckers <laughs> here. It's, it's you mean right. they were never hey, there, but it's a nice story. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a very... <laughs> I think he's talking I, about I pagans, personally... but I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't personally like enjoy ribs because I don't like to get all messy and like lick all that shit off of me. But I've never had the baby back rib. People, say it's their big thing, right? The song. I've, have you guys? Has anyone here had the baby? I mean, back like rib? a decade ago. Yeah, a decade ago. <laughs> in like the was it all? It was like, in like the late nineties. Yeah, that was their thing. I guess yeah. That you don't no, really see that. No, they're they're still trying to get rid of those same ribs. 
Please take them. They smell. You know what they did? They probably just shipped them to McDonald's for a discount, and now they sell them. The McRib is back! That's been the whole point of this podcast. What? No, no. There's no reason they'd do that. There are, there's no meat in the McRib. I know. I know. It was just a terrible joke. So. We know. But there is no meat. And the McRib is a disgusting atrocity. I don't understand why. It's a slight against God. It's because they I'm... keep taking it away from you and you forget. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm proud it's of It's like the an abusive relationship. You think it's going to be good this time, but no, they're still going to hit you. Yeah. But it was my fault. That's so. what that's what was our podcast. You guys hate me while I'm here, but then the whole week you miss me. And then I come back and you're like, oh. I don't miss you it. all week. You won't stop messaging me about things I don't <laughs> care about. <laughs> Uh, all week I'm trying to get the some... new No Man's Sky update. I'm, try... I'm trying to get some work done. And he's like, but seriously, you should really give Godfall a chance. <laughs> hey, look, I'll be. If anyone wants to hit me up in Godfall level twenty five, and then like PS5, at like three in the morning, family. he'll be like, "Can you explain the most recent episode of The Mandalorian to me?" <laughs> oh, we had a, I had a funny interaction with Rich today where I said, "I I found this droid at Goodwill," and I said. It was a droid I'd never seen from Star Wars, but I know Rich is a big Star Wars nerd, so I was like, who is this droid? <laughs> and he was like, that's Chopper. I was like, from? Where is it from? He said, Rebels. Star Wars. <laughs> I was going to say, from One, One Piece. Piece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Tony, Tony, Tony Chopper. <laughs> I was like, Star Wars Rebels, I don't know what that is. And... um and then he was like, he's also in a background shot in Rogue One, but that's like an Easter egg as the Rebels CTR would have been at the Yavin base during the film's events. So, yeah. And they only made <laughs> this know. one version of that droid. Not not really mass market. On that. No. He's an couldn't, couldn't be Couldn't be the you know, same model or anything. Well, no, like, that was a thing, like, and they, they said, be like, oh, it's supposed to be Chopper, because the ship from that is in another shot of that movie. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. Rich knows all these things. It's good. You guys should check out our Chomping After Dark about the Mandalorian when it drops because I really go on and on about the Sarlacc pit. And like, and, and I get, I get exhausted. <laughs> what, you guys I ended really up doing do. a Mandalorian episode? Yeah. We did, yeah. Where did you drop it Just at? for the first season. It's dropped in the Skype. <laughs> it's it's back. What the hell happened to it? God damn it! They just nobody files into the void. It, so I, did... <laughs> I still have I'll, it. Don't worry. I'll find it and send it. You know, right. he, he Morgan put the files on a thumb drive and brought them to the crossroads at midnight. And <laughs> I'll I'll find them and send them your way, Shay. Thank you. Okay. Did you guys already <laughs> edit it or no? Uh, I I can get that done. I'll try and get that done. <laughs> Again, he had no intention of ever <laughs> making this see the. Light. We, we I just recorded didn't it for know ourselves. It existed. Make sure you call it the Sarlacc Pits, okay? Like, oh, this is the pits. We've been so. here for too long. Can we wrap well, this up? We'll see you next week because it's going to be one of the best shows ever as we wrap up our Game Awards stream and talk with our first impressions of Cyberpunk 2077. It's going to be the greatest show ever in the history of entertainment. I don't care what Josh tells you. Thank you, Josh, for being here from Michigan. Rich from being here from New York. Shay from being here from Japan. I'm General Mountain Time in Montana. And we're going to get the fuck out of here because we're losing our minds. We'll see you next week for an all-new Chompcast.